Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Hi, welcome in to a Victory Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here inside the Pirate Radio Studios, coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to be a part of the show today. Check us out on YouTube, Pirate Radio TV. Subscribe. So you can watch this show, the Brian Bailey Show, the Holt Naylor Show, uh, pre and post game coverage with Mike Schwartz, and soon pre and post game coverage uh, with Cliff Godwin and the Pirate Baseball Team, beginning in February. We're also on Facebook Live, so if you have a question, comment, concern, birthday, anniversary, or otherwise, you can get it in on Facebook, YouTube, also X, or if you're old school, give us a call three one seven twelve fifty. Uh, coming up on today's show, we'll recap the weekend with LRBs here in the Pirate Radio studios. Coming up in hour number two, Double B, Brian Bailey. Coming off uh, another successful ECU baseball banquet. We'll talk uh, some Pirate baseball with BB. We'll talk some Super Bowl, Pirate hoops, and everything else with Brian Bailey in hour number two. Pirate third baseman Dixon Williams uh, will join us in hour number two. He actually just joined us. You may have seen that on facebook live uh if you missed it we'll air that interview coming up in hour number two as he is ready for the upcoming baseball season and hour three jason nichols will join us a part of our football coverage in 2023 and uh looks like he might be back on the sidelines in 2024 we'll tell you more about that and a recap what went down championship sunday with jason nichols coming up in hour number three of our show shirley rhodes is back we got a harp alex harper on video production chan is at the head of the table hey chan hey clipper happy monday hm to you and ellerby is to my left hello jonathan what's up clipper i heard you say let's go old school and uh, wish someone a happy birthday i'll wish my mother a happy birthday today so uh, happy, happy birthday, birthday to mrs ellerby mrs e uh ellerby uh speaking of phone calls uh we got these two right yes we got a couple give your chance to be a winner on the stations for winners uh, you want to do one at the end of this segment? Yeah, we clip. It is your prizes to give away. I'm, we have four tickets to the ECU basketball game on Wednesday against South Florida and lunch for two at tiebreakers. Do you want to see two of the hottest basketball teams in the nation go at it Wednesday night? Well, guess what? You can. You have a chance. Because East Carolina has won two in a row. South Florida, I had this one as a win going into the year. They've won five in a row, and they are six and one in American play. Man. Wow! So they are a surprising six and one. 
uh, basically at the top with Charlotte and FAU. Uh, coming up, these next two games for East Carolina, they're going to take on 6-1 and one USF and 7-1 and one Charlotte. So, a uh, big week for Pirate Basketball. Uh, but, yeah, coming up at the end of this segment, we'll do our first giveaway. We got four tickets for Wednesday night's game and lunch for two at tiebreakers we got two sets of these so we'll do one here coming up at the end of this segment and one later on in our show should we start the horns down when we play no the south no, florida bulls no no don't, don't you dare do that <laughs> don't you do you want to go to jail uh, more importantly do you want to go to hell do you want to be hunted down and what? killed it, I mean, if I was Texas, I would encourage that to do horns down for, for South Florida. Get the heat off them. Oh, man. I saw what happened at BYU over the weekend. So they, why did they make them take off the shirts? Like, who made them take it? So it makes me feel like BYU, someone from BYU did, because even after like the game, the BYU coach was like, yeah, we're, we're not like that here. We, we have respect and we want to show respect. and We want to stay in the Big 12, even though Texas is leaving. What are we doing, folks? What are we talking about? It's horns down. Our coach, our coach I, is starting to get scared. Of am the I horns completely down? missing something here? I, I feel like I'm missing something on the horns down. <laughs> it's, if, if it's okay for horns to be up, then it's okay. <laughs> why can't for, they be down? Why can't horns be down? What goes do up remember, must come down. Yeah, do you, and sometimes it goes sideways. Do you remember how much of a problem it was when Texas came to town <laughs> for the regional or super regional? Do you remember that? Yeah, it was a national crisis. I'm asking Ellerby. Does he remember that? It was terrible. Huh. We we were basically. Ellery, will you please answer his question? What's the question? <laughs> Do you remember Texas fans being so upset with EC fans having a purple gold chant during their "Eyes of Texas" song that apparently you're supposed to shut up, sit down for? I did not remember that. I, I was, remember I, it well. I didn't interact too much with Texas fans, and I might have been in the jungle having a beer during that. I remember uh, us going a little too far on the horns down because <laughs> like. We were flashing it Saturday, and they came back and won, and it yeah. didn't look great. I kind of wish the Tar Heels would, would adapt the Rams more. We could go horns down with them, you know? I can't believe I'm saying it, but, I mean, Texas is way more delusional than North Carolina. Delusional or sensitive? Both, but certainly delusional as to how important they think they are and how important they think everybody should think they are. I'm just surprised that they that they publicly <coughs> acknowledge that it bothers them. I it, know. It, it, that that would be like when you when when you have that status, you don't let you, I mean it's it's you don't take criticism from somebody you want to take advice from. That that's sort of attitude where it's like you just saw, you you blow like it's beneath like you just walk by Clip Brock with his horns down and be like yeah, like you don't even know what he's talking about. Like if somebody gave us a uh, crossbones down, <laughs> somebody maybe did a DX chop with the crossbones down. So we, okay. we would think it's a DX chop. All right, like, oh. fine. I guess. Cool. Oh, you're a wrestling fan? <laughs> <laughs> Vince McMahon? Oh, never mind. <laughs> well, Sean, uh, I am not a true pirate. I was not in Minji's yesterday. What? Uh, Your dad was. He was. Your dad was there and by himself. Well, yeah. By the way, I hope your mother gets better. Apparently, she's sick. I hope you know that. I didn't know you that. Check on your mother. My mom texted me yesterday and asked me what channel the game was on, so I assumed that meant they both did not go to the game. 
you assumed wrong yeah nope your dad was there <coughs> your mom was home alone sick yeah your dad was home alone sick without you at ninjas <laughs> and your dad and, and, left. Clip, and clip was just selfishly watching football enjoying himself nah, i was watching part and, of and your dad left at the end of regulation i guess he said i'm just mm. going to get overtime on the way home he said he likes to listen to on the radio especially when the voice was uh well, with us on the call maybe he only commits to 40 minutes yeah after that they're on their own yep it's on you guys now um it was uh it was an ugly one back-to-back ugly ones but no need to fear rj felton is here what a freaking warrior he had to be on absolute fumes after that game yeah, yesterday. We, uh, we asked him yesterday about how um yeah, how, how you feeling after the minutes you put in? He was, he was. Like, I'm not going to lie, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to go home and go to sleep. Uh, just an incredible, and he saved his best for last at the end of that game. That block was one of the yes. best blocks in Minji's history. That was yeah. a big play. That was awesome. And and can uh, the soups there late and under pressure. And um, I don't know. Would you rather shoot a free throw when the crowd is crazy and loud? Or would you rather shoot a free throw when it's just you could hear a pin drop? I thought about that. I, it would freak me out oh, to be gosh. completely silent. Well, is the crazy crowd doing the horns down? <laughs> if they're doing the horns down, I would not be able to make a free I, throw. It'd just be too distracting. It would hurt. It would hurt your your emotional state. Yeah, to be it, able to shoot the ball that far. I think for me, it would be the crowd just being quiet because then that just tells you like they're just sitting there staring at you like, <laughs> all right, please make it, please make it. Yeah. Uh, RJ Felton yesterday, twenty four points. Uh, seven of twenty-four shooting. How many rebounds? He had eleven boards. Eleven boards. Eleven boards. Two blocks. Three steals. Stat sheet stuffer. It was funny yesterday. Uh, someone had mentioned that he had eleven rebounds, and Bobby Pettifer was also at the panel. And Bobby like had this look on his face, like, "Really? He had eleven rebounds?" And you look at the stat sheet: twenty-four and eleven. Pirates did not shoot well. Thirty-one percent. Pirates did not shoot three-pointers well. Fourteen percent. Um, <laughs> four of twenty-eight. Yeah, fourteen percent of the time it works every time. Now, Rick. R.J. Felton had quite the night yesterday, and also carried the team on his back to the to the victory. But uh, he was three for twelve from the li- or from the three-point line. So where are we with pirate hoops right now? What let me we, finish what? my. Oh, uh, you still? Yeah. Let me let me start. You still, that. you're recapping the, the sweep of the Temple Owls. Pirates didn't shoot well, thirty-one percent. Pirates didn't shoot threes well, fourteen percent. But made 81 percent of their free throws 26 of 32 got to the line there you go. a ton of times rj seven of seven ezra only missed two brandon johnson four out of four couldn't hit a field goal <laughs> did hit some free throws i'm done so where are we with pirate hoops right now what, what do you we, mean where are we wh- wh- where, where are we always are so where do we think they're going to finish does it change anywhere does it matter every night they could win every night they could lose they like I, look they are what they've been for six decades so they were gonna, who we thought they were so nothing's gonna change no that, but okay. they're gonna win some games they're gonna lose some games they're not gonna like go on this magical run so How they, do you, what, you don't feel like this team has got a streak in them yeah they're about to they could win their third straight all right, all right. do you how do you feel about the games game? themselves are are ugly and i just went over the numbers but they can win them where's your vibe what's the vibe check for ecu south florida coming up on wednesday do you think East Carolina can get their third straight? For I don't the, for, for the first time. I don't think they in will. American Athletic Conference. Who was the know. last team we uh, tried to win our third straight against? Remember that? It was UAB. 
It was SMU. 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 Mm. And SMU lost to Wichita. Yeah, my. Uh, I was trying to look smart on and call SMU the best team in the conference. Uh, and Memphis lost too. I mean, did, did we did, have a did tournament UAB team? Be- well, uh, FAU was trailing for a lot of that game against North Texas on Sunday. I watched that and did come back to win. So FAU is right now are are looking like our only tournament team. Mm. One bid. Yeah, Memphis is going to have some work to do. SMU's toast after losing to Wichita. So uh, that was pretty disappointing. Um, Chandler, uh, to answer your question, it feels like another let's get excited for three in a row. And, a winning record. And fall on our face. Going over 500. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Pirates looking to go for three straight wins in American Athletic uh, Conference history for the first time. Uh, last night was some history. Uh, it's the first time that the Pirates have had uh, consecutive uh, wins in multi- uh, multiple times in a season in the conference, in the American Athletic Conference. So we had back-to-back wins against, uh, let's see, had a, a Tulsa and then on the road against Temple and then the, the the past two wins. Uh, so two different times that the Pirates have had back-to-back wins. That's the first time in American athletic history. Will the Pirates win three in a row this year, Chandler? Yes, it happens Wednesday. I'm going to say it happens uh, February 15th through the 24th. They beat Wichita State, Tulane, and Rice. Like I still see LRB like wins on the schedule, but we all know they could beat anybody, lose to anybody. It's just the finish there. If you're looking at like at North Texas, at SMU, like the way they're going to not have, it doesn't seem like momentum games going into March. Yeah, well, right. and Charlotte going to have to beat Charlotte at home. Yeah, those last those last four games are kind of brutal after your three game win streak. I'll make a uh, <laughs> prediction though. I think they win a conference tournament game again. That was fun last year. Yeah, I think they'll win one of those. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll have to be the first one. And then if you win one of those, you'll only have to win three more, and you're going dancing. It seems so simple every year. Every year. But, uh, hey, glad to see him win yesterday. Great effort, RJ. Yeah. And it was great to see uh, Fungo in the game yesterday, the new guy. So as I Even though say, his first shot was off the mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you say his name? Uh, Fungo. Benkeo Fungo. Vungo, see like Madonna have one name. He played five minutes yesterday. Mike Schwartz was announced or pronouncing it like Binkow. Binkow, okay. Binkow Fungo. You're saying it with an F. Is that how he's saying it? Vungo. It starts with a V. Yeah. You kind of say one name louder than the other two. Binkow. <laughs> Fungo. Fungo. <laughs> he like Binkow. Binkow. Fungo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's uh, he's here, folks. Five minutes, no point. Hey, Valentino Pinedo, two points yesterday. Second basket of the year yesterday, too. Yep, put him on the board. Val. Four rebounds. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Pirate hoops, streaking. And your chance to be a winner to go see the hoopsters. Coming up in uh, just a few minutes, we'll That's give right. away four tickets to Wednesday night's game against South Florida. I don't know how they're doing it. Let me six see and one. who they have played in the conference to get to What's that. their overall record? They're 6-1 and one in the conference? 13 and 5 13 and 5? They Man, that's that's pretty strong. They beat Who's Temple. Who's the coach there now? Charlie Strong. No, I'm just <laughs> Horns down. They beat uh Chandler, you get on that. I'm doing something. Oh, Horns down? No, who's the coach at South Florida? All right, sorry. Temple, they beat. They then lost at UAB. Since then, they beat Rice, they beat Memphis on the road, they beat Wichita, 
They won at Temple. They beat UTSA. They have not played the toughest schedule. Uh, the only impressive win on the road at Memphis there. So, and then they beat some some cellar dwellers. If South Florida played Texas, I think we're going to win. Now. Could they do the horns down to Texas? <laughs> you are obsessed with this today. I'm just trying to figure it out. I mean, horns down is a great topic. Remember old Skip? Go Bulls? He did. And put the horns up. He gave us the horns up. Who we see, got, Chandler? See, there you go. You can get the horns up and be hurt. And the coach for the Bulls, Amir Abdurrahim. Oh, yeah. Sharif Abdurrahim's brother. Yes. He took Kennesaw yeah, State to a 26-9 record and first ever NCAA Division One tournament. Who is it again? It Amir. is Amir Abdurrahim. Do you remember Sharif Abdurrahim? It's vaguely ringing a bell. Went to Cal. Uh, was a very high draft pick, I want to say, by the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And uh, was a good NBA player for a little while. Yes. He, he vaguely, vaguely remember there. Did Sharif Abdurrahim make an all-star game? Is he out of the league now, I He's guess? He's 47. Uh, he is 47. He was a one-time all-star in 2002 with the Hawks. Was on the all-rookie team. First team all-packed in. Once an all-star, mm-hmm. always an all-star. Is he an assistant on his brother's staff? Um, he is. What's he doing now? Uh, he no. He was last a Sacramento Kings assistant fourteen years ago. Hmm. So not sure what he's up to. All right. Um, let's take a break. You want to hang out one more? Second? Yeah, I can do one. We'll more. talk some football. We'll uh, recap the banquet a little bit. Yes. As we go to break, let's do caller one three one seven twelve fifty. First caller. Four tickets to ECU South Florida. After looking at South Florida's schedule, I've changed my mind. I think we will win on Wednesday night. You can go see it live. Hey, watch it, what you're doing. LRB's is going to horns down the entire night <coughs> on Wednesday. 317-1250 if you want these tickets. And lunch for two to tiebreakers. More to go. Pirate Radio Live after this. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. Warmer G was on the streets trying to consume some skirts for the E so I could get some fun rolling. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Washington's favorite place to eat and where all the locals go is down on Main Street. Down on Main Street's famous weekday lunch specials are only $7.99. Stop by for the uh, house salad with grilled chicken. You can also get the half club sandwich with chips or everyone's favorite, the fried shrimp plate. After work, down on Main Street is the perfect spot for dinner and drinks on the patio. Join down on Main every Wednesday for half price wings from 4 p.m. to close. Down on Main Street on Main Street in historic downtown Washington. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We'll have to get uh, Alex Harper's Royal Rumble recap. Fortunately, Wes Hines isn't joining us today. <laughs> Great performance by Wes on Friday. How did Kofi Kingston do? <laughs> I don't know. Not very well. I, Shirley, I, did you see that? The Cuban guy? I did not see it, but I heard about it. Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Great moment in Wes Hines' history. All right, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live. LRB, you a fan of Warren uh, G? 
and Nate Dog. I've heard that song before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't say it's, you know on the top of my playlist right now, but I remember being at some parties in the '90s and rocking to that. What is on the top of your playlist right now? You know what I really like when I get home sometimes, just to kind of soothe me? I'll tell Alexa to play just some smooth jazz music. <laughs> that seems right up your alley. It seems like some really good background music. And then I'll also, occasionally, I'll go with some bluegrass from Alexa. Hmm. And speaking of bluegrass, <laughs> look who just rolled in. Oh, man. Look at that. <laughs> Old Pops. We have to get him on the show. How do you get that hoodie? I don't have that hoodie. Yeah. Can I What's get one got? of those? We got old Mr. Oh, look at that. He's brought up. Tell him to come come on in here. Yeah, we need to uh, put that in front of the camera. Get his, uh, get that chair set up or you move chairs. It might be easier for, instead of him having to get a chair. This is a special appearance, you know. You would think it's his birthday, but it's actually my mom's birthday. So he's coming by to make a special appearance on the radio. Don't get tripped up there. That is cool. That's a young. We need to get that on the. uh, Get that on the camera if you can see it. There is a uh, young Ellerby at the Peach Peach Bowl Bowl Mm -hmm. with the foam swords, rocking the the brains of the outfit. (laughs) (laughs) Slide in. Act like you've been here before. I have. I know. Slide in so you can talk in the mic. You know, no one's going to hear you back way back over there. Mr. Ellerby, how you doing, sir? I'm doing. (laughs) <laughs> he's doing what, what brings you by on this big monday that are you coming to bring me i up? heard you talking on the radio oh. i actually listen to y'all well i appreciate old it radio. <laughs> i'm an old radio man yes sir alex yes, sir. put us down for one extra listener today so of course he's now you're on the show and I see Shirley back there. She is really the brains of the doubt. <laughs> well, that ain't saying much, but you're right. You are correct on that. Would it be really safe to say you've come by here to get me so I can go buy a present for mom because you don't have anything? No, and I, I can't stay long. I, I'm taking her out to uh, dinner. Oh, wow. All right. Big date night, Hot huh? date. Yeah. Good deal. We have to go where it's... Uh, Gluten-friendly? Gluten-free and dairy-free. Are you going so to Chico's? There ain't much for me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> you just eat the napkin, huh? Yeah. A lot of fiber in that. <laughs> Did you watch any football yesterday? Too much. Too, Too much? much. What'd you uh, think? I was kind of pulling for Baltimore and uh, Detroit because uh, they hadn't been there in a yeah. while. Detroit hadn't especially so uh they've never been there no detroit yeah no go well they ain't going this year (laughs) (laughs) they blew it yeah dan campbell uh aggressive all year maybe too aggressive yesterday going for it on two fourth downs yeah could have kicked where'd you get this picture huh where'd you get this did you I've print this that picture for years oh you've already had it printed you didn't yeah. get it you didn't go get it yeah go get explain it. what the picture is uh, that's the uh, uh, January the second, nineteen ninety-two Peach Bowl. That's my young son celebrating. Where were and you in this picture? I was somewhere. Who took the picture? I think your buddy Paul did. You know, he? I'm not sure. I think your buddy Paul took it. He, yeah, Paul probably did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did rush the field. This was me coming back off the field from the Peach Bowl. So you were on the field? Yeah, I did go down there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I, okay. I thought it was stands. Yeah, he had just come off the field. That was the end zone of uh, 
Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. What did you do uh, the remainder of the day to celebrate, Ellerby? Do you remember? Mm, what did we do? We stay that night or we come back? I yeah, can't. we stayed at the Marriott. Okay. Yeah. That was our early. Kickoff. It was our, It was eleven o'clock kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. So we stayed and then uh, came back. It, it was a. You know, I was only sixteen or seventeen. I was a junior in high school during the. Peach it was Bowl. a great day. Uh, probably one of the biggest days in my life <laughs> mm. as a pirate. Uh, suffered a long time since 1959, so that was a big day. And yeah, necessarily suffered, but that was the pinnacle. Unfortunately, we haven't. I mean, when they won that game, were you thinking, "All right, we're here to stay now"? Or this is every year. I thought it was going to be regular. <laughs> yes, sir. Consistency. Yeah. Uh, and then Bill Lewis left. How many yeah. days after that, Elder? We have. We've had our ups and downs. <laughs> That's for sure. <clears throat> but you've had a lot of fun along. Yeah. Time. Good ride, huh? I enjoyed it. Uh, every bit of even the games we lost. Uh, I was there and enjoyed watching the Pirates. What would uh, be your birthday's coming up next month? What would be your birthday wish for East Carolina Athletics, Dad? Uh, you know, well, let's go back. Consistency. I, I would like to have a winning season every year or at least 500. Uh, I can't believe how close we were this past year in several games uh, and just couldn't pull it off. If we'd had any offense at all, we could have had a good season. Uh, but I just wish uh, consistency, uh, winning. Uh, everybody wants to be a winner. So... Uh, I do remember one thing. After that game, I was sitting in the bus waiting to go back to the hotel. And I looked out the window, and our good friend Charlie Martin was walking along, holding some of the turf and looking at it like he had crossed, he had found the holy land. And I, and I know Charlie was like me. He was a long-time suffering fan. So uh, I do remember that. That, w- that was a big day for all the Pirates. Yeah, it so, was, for sure. I saw uh, Mr. Charlie Martin somewhat recently. Uh, having him, uh, um, Was he food. in jail? No, sir. <laughs> he was not. That's no, funny. Charlie's a real good fellow he says the same thing about me when i when i see him um they call y'all both in jail <laughs> each other. hey when'd you get out so you know uh but yeah great great pirates and i know he's ready to go for some baseball coming up here in a few weeks he'll be out there you fired up for baseball season yeah uh dad was at the banquet on saturday we had any, we were getting ready to talk yeah. about the ECU. what was your take on the ecu baseball banquet on saturday i thought well you know at my age i've been to a lot of banquets but the, the baseball banquet down here is the best banquet I've ever been to. And Saturday night was a continue, uh, continuation of that. What was your main takeaway? Uh, the players, uh, uh, they love East Carolina. And uh, I, I do like their uh, togetherness, uh, team, uh, solid, solid team. 
Cliff's got a great culture over there yeah. uh, of, of the guys that uh, are real, real. I mean, you can tell that they're bought into to the name East Carolina, not to themselves. And yeah. uh, very the, the guys that get Danny Bill did a great job with uh, with his speech on on Saturday. He even mentioned uh, Clip and Chandler as a part of it, and uh, also um, I thought Carter Cunningham was was very powerful. He's he's starting a a program to donate to the children's hospital about awesome. hitting home runs and stuff. So uh, I, I say it every year. I mean, the ECU baseball banquet, and obviously because sold out in three minutes, it's one of those events, if you can uh, get a ticket or get a table and go to it, it's one of the events in Greenville each year that that's a must attend. So uh, Cliff does an outstanding job. And the, the, and the stories, that, and all the players, they don't like getting up there and talking, but uh, they, 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 they get out of their comfort zone and, and, and do a great job. And uh, it's just a program you can be be really proud of and, and it was an, another outstanding event um somebody told me gavin was their favorite talker because he was very short gavin uh gavin went <laughs> five minutes sweet. yeah he uh he, you know he uh he I, he's not a big talker either yeah, but I, cliff told and he turned cliff down several times and then cliff said well when you make it to the big leagues you can't turn me down and good news for him he's in the big leagues i guess yeah. bad news for him is he had to come do a speech but uh, he did a, he did an outstanding job we'll have mike harrington on the show on tuesday he spoke uh at yes. the banquet and, he did a good uh, job too we'll talk about his playing days here and what he's up to now and uh, his experience at the banquet and yeah we are just uh in a few weeks away from pirate baseball is uh once again that'll be another preseason uh, top 25 appearance i believe number 14 in baseball america yeah i mean the pirates are right there i mean what are they like 9 11 14 17 and in, in all these preseason polls so uh you know, Coach Godwin's going to be here, uh, what, in another week or so to, to be on the program right before the first series against Ryder. So, uh, you know, it happened. it's just the respect of the program. They're right where they need to be. And, uh, you know, they just got to take care of business uh, during the regular season. And it's going to be – I hope we get some really good weather for, 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 you know, and I say really good. I mean, for February, if we can get in like it is today. Yeah, 50s we'll and take some, today. 50s and some sunshine to, to get some, you know, where it's not just brutal uh, on that uh, opening weekend and then – and uh, that Sunday when the Tar Heels come to town. So uh, it's just a lot of fun. And I know there's a lot of energy and excitement for this East Carolina baseball program this year. All right. Um, man, great segment with the LRB. Uh, how about he came and crashed? Anything else you got today? No. I'll, I'll leave it to you young people. You want to co- <laughs> come back and sit in with Clip another day? You want me to put you down as a regular? Yeah, put me down. Come on by. I'll have to talk with my union, though. Well, <laughs> you, you let us know when you're going out for those uh, gluten-free dinners, so we'll, we'll, we'll work you in before that. How about that? <laughs> I got to go, man. All right. Sounds good. And I'm not sure if that means he's got to get home or go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. E. Yeah, heading man. on out. He's going to the bathroom, oh, actually. Man. Yeah. All right, LRB, uh, anything else? No, we're good. Uh, enjoy that. And uh, kind of, you know, Super Bowl. We'll see. Can the can the Forty ers uh, disrupt the the Chiefs from going back to back? I don't. I'm not overly excited, but I'll be excited to watch the Super Bowl. I saw a Sunday. ton of people down on this Super Bowl, and do people hate the Niners this much, or did they just want the story of the Lions? I guess is that what it was. The Lions and the Lions story was looking good at what twenty four seven. Yeah, yesterday. seventeen points. Yeah, so uh, it was a shame they kind of kind of fell apart. Uh, I just hope it's a good game on Super Bowl Sunday. That that, that to me, if we can get four quarters of uh, entertainment, uh, I, I, I'm I'm sold. 
All right, uh, we'll take a break, come back. We'll talk more about that Super Bowl matchup. We'll check in with the chat gang. We'll uh, talk to Aharp about the Royal Rumble and wrap up hour number one. Busy hour two, we will talk to Brian Bailey and Dixon Williams. And hour three, Jason Nichols will join us on the show. Shirley, who was our uh, first ticket winner? Steve Hill. Steve Hill, notorious winner. Yeah. There you go. Congratulations, Steve. And uh, we'll give away one more of these later on in the show. Four tickets to see East Carolina and USF. That'll be a good one coming up Wednesday night in Minji, 7 o'clock. And lunch for two at Tiebreakers. Bull horns down. We're calling it a Wednesday horns down game. God, so you, get to the ball game. You should have got uh, Mr. Nicky to do the horns down mm. while he was on there. He's too classy for that. Jim. Yes. Uh, more to go. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. Want to pick up better things That's a pointy trick See my homie got some suckers all in his mix I'm getting jacked yeah. I'm breaking myself Whoa. I can't believe They taking Warren's wealth They took my rings They took my Rolex I looked at the brother Said damn what's next You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Well, keep it local and print uh, print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now, let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Chandler's acting weird. What? What'd you just say? Nothing. <laughs> just say what you said. So I have... Uh, no, it started from how you started it. I said, I, you know, I think I have uh, like a bump on my cheek. You know. Two. I have two? No, you are saying you said two. Yeah, I, I, as have one, well. I have one too as well. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you got one right there. And it looks pretty... Uh, it looks pretty bumpy. I said, we're the Bump Brothers. I know we're 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 tight. Like, think of Steve's. <laughs> but don't... You're not going to go up to a lot of, like, random people and say that, are you? Like, no. point out their imperfections? No. Okay. If I don't know them, I might... No. Okay. I'm just making sure. You got a scar right there. <laughs> By the way, Channel Honeycutt, nice to meet you. Hey, Tony Montana. <laughs> What's going on there, Scarface? Moly, moly, moly. <laughs> I just didn't want you doing that Mole. to uh, to folks you don't know very well. No, I wouldn't do that. Uh, Grimes and Bigfoot is asking, have you named your Jeep yet? Not yet. Um, I do want some suggestions from the chat gang, whether it's Facebook or YouTube. Throw in some, um, throw in some suggestions. I'll pick the best one. Mine was JJ for Jesse Jr. Or okay. G- Jeep Jr. Junior Jeep. My suggestion was Black Betty. Oh, Bam-a-lam. Black Betty. Bam and Lamb. Whoa, Black Betty. Alex, do you have a suggestion? Get back to us. Alex Harper. That's the A Harp. That's going to be the Jeep name. Let's check in with the chat game. Jerry says hello. Steve says hello. Also, uh, keep Steve's mother in your thoughts and prayers. 
absolutely sending positive vibes that way tyler says track and field off to a great start let's go to our track and field correspondent don't look at me i can be that guy where's coach Kraft when you need him do you got anything for us alex not at the moment but i can be that guy moving forward okay all right so we'll starting on tuesday alex harper will be our track and field correspondent pirates post 10 event wins at camel city invite way to go perks kirk Kraft, <clears throat> get her done i played trivia with his son-in-law <clears throat> that's a cool stat to consider pretty huge flex the stats to consider um Cass said, I remember Clip's Eyes of Texas rant, referring back to the horns down when Texas was here for the Super Regionals. Um, Jamie says, when you're shooting free throws at home and it's quiet, but you hear one away fan scream, that's the worst. Because you know that one person is really wanting you to miss that free throw. But I agree. I've thought about that, Chandler. <clears throat> I'd rather, I think I'd rather have noise then have it be complete silent yeah freak me out it happened a few times yesterday especially down the stretch where there's you hear talking and as he's making you know he's doing a couple dribbles the the crowd just slowly gets quiet and i'm sitting there thinking man if that's me up there that would just freak me out and that would totally get me off focus but it is what it is it happened when rj felton was up there late in the game and he nailed both free throws. Two beauties. How about that pirate press at the end of that game? Yeah. Temple just had no answers to get the ball at the court. That's what started the rally, uh, really, because the, pi- the Pirates were doing a great job of trapping and, and causing some unfor- uh, some causing some turnovers, and it led to some baskets on the other end. I want to say it was uh, our good buddy Luke Schwartz from WCTI that asked Coach— Is he a good buddy? He is to me. I play trivia with him. I see him almost every post game. All right. So a, a good buddy of mine. Okay. Maybe not for you. Um, he asked uh, Coach Schwartz about you know why I continue to do that because I actually was sitting with your dad and I asked, hey, why are we fouling? And I said, why don't we just go back and play defense and try to get a stop instead of continue with the full court press? And Mike Schwartz said because it was working so well, and that's what really kind of started. The, the rally that he wanted to continue to do that and kind of get in their head another reason rj was absolutely dead by the end of that game i wonder if uh, luke will answer i might ask him if y'all are good buddies he's probably wondering why you're calling him. hey clip how you doing hey luke doing good hey you're live on the air real quick um Chan- chandler just uh brought up why did you bring up luke because he, he asked a great question yesterday about the full court press okay um but he said my he said our good buddy luke schwartz and i had to stop him and i said wait are, are y'all good buddies and chandler said i've played trivia with him i see him at post games he considers you a good buddy and i don't want to just throw that term around loosely so luke do you consider you and chandler to be good buddies Absolutely. Tim is my guy. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, told you. I told you. You did. All right. Well, Luke, that's all I need to know. We'll get you uh, back on the show here soon, man. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a great time. All right. You too. There is Chandler's good buddy. My good buddy. Luke Schwartz. My good buddy, Luke Schwartz. (laughs) Man, how about that? Did you not believe me? 
I wanted to confirm. I don't like just throwing out claims like that and it not being true. That one turned out to be true. Hmm. That felt really good. That was my guy, man. What's up, my guy? What's up, my guy? Uh, we got some more Jeep suggestions in. Hell yeah. Quentin Hell yeah said the Jeep should be named Snapper in honor of Chandler's athletic career. I think that's pretty cool. I like that. Get Quentin. you a um, like a snapper across the back of it, the back of your Jeep, yeah. back window, or, or either the front license plate says snapper on snapper. it. Snapper. Former snapper. Maybe a turtle. You like turtles? I like turtles. <laughs> uh, we've got another vote for Black Betty from Nick. Steve says Jolene. I I like I like the name Jolene. Jolene. Because when I pull up to like parties or whatever, I can just be playing Dolly Parton on full blast. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> that would be so lit. How many parties are you going to? And what kind of parties are you talking about? Here? I go to quite a few when I go back home. What kind of like birthday? Some old high school buddies of mine. They're like, hey, come over. We're having a little barn party. Uh, well, guess what? Next time I go home, they're going to be hearing it from miles <laughs> down the road. They're going to hear. They're going to hear. Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. Oh, here comes Chandler. <laughs> Do you think you would get tired of that song ever? If you played it going to every single get together and party? No, I don't think I could get tired of Jolene. And, I, and I'm going to play it as I leave, too. So it goes from loud to very quiet as I just go miles and miles down the road. You and Luke Schwartz just bumping Jolene or riding around Greenville. <laughs> Taylor, who's that guy in there? My good buddy, Luke Schwartz. All right. Uh, Jamie says, Jeep name, Big Head Fred. Yeah. Jerry says it should be Wolfpack or Running Wolf. Interesting. Why would he? Now, why would he say that? No, why would he say that? Why would you say that? Running Wolf sounds like a Native American name. Mac McCarthy sent me a text. This weekend will feature four top ten matchups: Houston at Kansas, Duke at North Carolina, Tennessee at Kentucky, Purdue at Wisconsin wow we'll talk about that with mac mccarthy coming up on tuesday's edition of pirate radio live um one thing uh, about one thing that stood out to me what do you think about brock purdy it's a game manager no i'm just kidding i think he made some really good throws yesterday in tight windows in a big ball game big ball game I think I think he's a really good quarterback. The most impressive thing to me was the 48 rushing yards. He's got a little speed on him, don't he? Huge plays with his legs when uh-huh. the Niners needed him. We have a big dog run in. But I'm going to pick the Niners to win the Super Bowl because I want them to win the Super Bowl. But for all the talk to, to stop happening, the questioning of Brock Purdy, he's got to go win. He can't go and do what Goff and uh, Jimmy G did in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Like he's got to win it. I'm thinking about putting uh, putting some money and calling up Virginia and putting some money on plus 450 Brock Purdy to win an MVP. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. What's up, big Who do you dog? call up? You call up um, Coach Bennett at UVA and say who you call up when you call up Virginia to place the best? I hope not. It's not Tony Bennett. You just said you call up Virginia. 
That's his girl. Yeah, his girl, that's what it sounds like. His girlfriend's name's Virginia. You know somebody across the border named Gina. <laughs> Anyways, so you were talking about the Brock Purdy situation. And you were talking about the Chiefs. I was talking about all that. Um, so I had this analogy that I wanted to tell you um, that I thought about yesterday when I saw the Chiefs just dismantle the Ravens, to my dismay and many others. All haters in the world were very sad yesterday. Yeah, bad day for the haters. Bad day for the haters. Um, the Chiefs are not unlike in an MMA matchup when you have a ground game, a grappler who wants to take you down to the mat, make the game slower, make the possessions count more. That's what I find the Chiefs to be, whereas the Ravens are more of a striking offense. They're more of a, a puncher or a kicker. And I found that to be the case with the Bills, too. And I think they both just got kind of ground-gamed. Not that the, the, it's not that the Chiefs have an exceptional running game or anything, but it's just their style of play with that big, heavy defensive line. They just kind of grind on you. Uh, credit to them. break you out. They've almost reinvented themselves. It feel, they almost feel like the Mahomes – not Mahomes, the the Brady era Patriots, where there's just the big grinding defense yeah. that wears you down, and the offense does enough. Because I mean, with Tyree Kill there, they were super explosive and fun. Right now, they have Kelsey and a couple guys that can make plays, but Pacheco, a, a bruising is a running back, bowling ball. Yeah, I love the way he runs, literally. And they've got this defense that just travels and, and really the, the defensive line is chris jones and the push he gets that's the mvp it's chris jones and spags the dc spags, spags. he's that that's to me the the kc mvps it's not the offense or taylor swift or whatever you want to <sighs> point at it's i'll take Patrick mahomes it's really over the defense <laughs> i think the defense yeah. has been more important uh maybe i think that's what turns it into a uh Turns it, it takes it from being a, a high flying type matchup into a, a ground game. Did y'all see the Kadarius Tony stuff? He got scratched. I, what a maroon! So what happened? So I, I don't saw know he what got happened, scratched. but they said he was hurt, and then he went on some kind of live stream thing and said, "I ain't hurt." That's BS. Cap. cap. He said cap a few times. That was kind of like um, last weekend when Anthony Davis of the Lakers was on the sideline at the Niners Packers game, and he was listed as out because of uh like a knee or an ankle issue and he's out there throwing balls with the boys on the sideline it's like when zion couldn't play for a year and he's out there doing dunks in the layup line um andy reed said the chiefs did not file erroneous injury reports regarding Kadarius tony uh he said he's been on the injury report that part is not made up by any means um i wish after the tony rant reed and the chiefs would have been like he's right he's not hurt he just sucks and we don't want right that's all i would want to that's what i would i would want true transparency in that moment you know what which is obviously the case drops the ball yeah fumbles the ball rasheed rice is much better he makes uh he makes stupid plays and we don't we don't want him on the team so i don't i don't know why anybody would want this i think that's what uh ray lewis said about zay flowers yesterday what zay i know he made a mistake but what he say? No, I was saying oh, about the dropping the ball and yeah. making mistakes in clutch moments. Well, wouldn't you be scared if you were a Ravens player to make a mistake knowing Ray Lewis? You'd have to answer to Ray yes. Lewis. It's all very intimidating <laughs> in Baltimore. They play Omar whistling 
at the beginning of the thing we'll get whistling a hunting we will go ed reed's there like just kind of overlooking right. like making sure ray lewis is speaking in tongues and dancing the, like it's all very scary the ghost of tony saragusa how did you feel about the ravens bringing out terrell suggs to motivate the team even though he also won a super bowl for their kansas city chiefs well first of all that's a hell of a uh trivia question i did not know that yeah i didn't know he in his last season uh suggs is a raven yeah he's a raven guy to me he's not no he's not connected to any other team if you ask me what do you think of manning ass peyton did you say manning ass manning ass like peyton manning what do you think of him as do you think of him as a colt or he's a bronco a colt. yeah yeah even though he but he's more of a bronco than suggs is a chief sure by far sure 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 when importance to the team and stuff yeah um thank you for bringing that to my attention alex did not no know problem. That. yeah uh who's see it on your uh trivia list this week at uh AJ yeah that'll be up there who's uh calling what channel's the super bowl Five. i don't think it's fox it'll probably be on like six different it's gotta channels. be on cbs paramount yeah. plus oh yeah it's on cbs i guess i would love it if it was on amazon prime <laughs> um give it time it will be so uh tight end greg olson's out tom oh brady's yeah tom in. brady's in yeah man saw greg, greg olson getting his flowers uh the super bowl will be on cbs and nickelodeon sweet and coming up after the Super Bowl, SpongeBob. Is there a SpongeBob cast this year? Or a, a Nickelodeon gonna, they'll cast? They'll probably do a wacky cast. It's on Nickelodeon, so I'm assuming they'll do a wacky okay, cast. Okay, all right. Uh, a couple other Jeep names. The Black Pearl. That's pretty cool. That is cool. The Black Panther. You are a Panthers fan. Wakanda forever. Yeah. You all want right. the Jeep to work. Don't name it the Black Panther. As a Panthers reference, not a Black Panther reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I kind of gave it a grim. I, that's why I kind of gave you it a almost, weird look. Yeah, you I were treading. No, I, no I, I gave a weird look when it said Black Panther because I don't want anything. It's black. That I you were, you were, you were wrestling black. there. What color is my Jeep? It's black. We need the Wes Hines reference from Friday. All right, more to go. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor Program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs. And you can make a difference. Your tax-deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month, or you can make a one-time donation, and GUC matches all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor Program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Dixon Williams will have that interview for you coming up in just a little bit. Jason Nichols, Hour 3, to talk uh, championship weekend, Pirate football, and more. Right now, we are joined on the Pirate Radio Live line by B.B. Brian Bailey. B.B., how you doing today, sir? That just can't be my walk-up music, can it? Uh, you got to talk to Shirley about that one. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was I Dream of Genie's theme, and then it's mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, it. You were you were partly correct. <laughs> it was a sample used by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince for a song called "Girls Are Nothing But Trouble." Well, you'd agree with that, Bailey? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I I figured you would not be too upset with it. If we were using walk up music for you, uh, BB, we would definitely uh, throw some Boston in. Because I know that is your Boston in there, yeah. yeah. That is your all-time favorite rock band, right? Yes, it is. Boston. <clears throat> yeah. Are they still with us and touring and stuff? I think their lead singer passed, but they had another guy that that started singing with them, and I saw them about uh, maybe four or five years ago in concert in Virginia, and they were really good still. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. Does Boston in concert? Yeah. Still perform. They are going back on tour in 2024 hot dog boston tickets catch the band on tour in 2024 there you go road trips um excuse me charlie is this the first set or the second set Uh, i don't know ellerby took one so yeah steve hill's here to claim his prize all right so i'm not a big talk about like player contracts and stuff that sports uh, gives me so much entertainment and has my entire life and then i'm lucky enough to be here and then thanks to our great sponsors to talk about sports and and get paid to do that so i don't really dive into what guys are making and things like that but having said that tom brady so greg olson is fox's number one color guy but he's out now he's he's been he's going to be replaced by tom brady who's going to make He's he signed a ten-year, three hundred and seventy-five million-dollar contract to call games. Good God, that's good. that's good work if you can find it. My God. So yeah, again, uh, not going to talk about another man's money, but that for a guy that's never called a game to get that contract, that is amazing. I guess, I guess they think Bailey just if they attach Tom Brady's name to it, people will watch and what. I feel like they could get a better deal than that, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I've never understood that anyway because I don't think there's there are very few games I've ever watched because of the person doing the announcing. You watch because of your team, and you'll watch it even if you hate the announcer, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's like now I, re- I remember back in the day. You know, Danny Don Meredith and Howard Cosell. But I just still didn't watch the game to hear those guys, but I enjoyed hearing those guys. Uh, Frank Gifford uh, in the Monday night booth. But I never tuned in just to hear those guys. That's, it's just really strange. Yeah, and uh, does that – I guess Olsen, is he sticking with Fox, just not going to be a part of the A-team, I guess, moving forward. But uh, anyway, how about the games themselves, Bailey? Uh, 
couple of interesting ones yesterday. Just Baltimore could not come back. It was boom, 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 score, 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 and then nothing for just about the rest of the game. Uh, Chiefs, once again, going to the Super Bowl. Just can't get away from Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs. I thought the Ravens did their best Dallas Cowboy impression because they made so many silly mistakes. Yeah. And they, you know, you fumble at the goal line, diving in. You, you, they had so many, just you know, uh, a late hit here, a late hit there, crucial penalty here, and you just can't do that. Championship teams just don't do that, and and, and the Ravens did, and it cost them. You know, Lamar throws the, the one pick in the triple coverage. I swear it was Dak throwing it. Here <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, and uh, the Chiefs prevail, and they will take on. The 49ers, how many people uh, like went to went to sleep or, I don't know, went to dinner, went somewhere, and then saw that final score and said, what the hell happened in the second half? The complete meltdown by the Lions. Uh, they, they had a, a fourth down they didn't convert. They had a fumble. There was a lot of things that happened there right in a row, and the uh, Niners took advantage of it. Yeah, that fumble, I was just watching the highlights, and that was a critical one because you give them the football deep and, you know, in your own territory, that that's a crucial one. And then, you know, I'm all I'm all about taking some gambles, taking some risks. But I think at some point you have to swallow your pride and take a field goal. And I think that if the Lions had done that a couple of times, you know, they they might have. I think they might have won the game. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, obviously. But still, sometimes you know, because both of those fourth down attempts weren't weren't very good. Really, I didn't think. You got a rooting interest, Bailey, or will you just be watching the Super Bowl? <clears throat> just be watching. Just yeah. you just check it out. Just be checking it out. Uh, I think it's going to be crazy in Las Vegas. I think that's going to be nuts. And I think that, uh, you know, it, it'll be fun. Mahomes always makes everything fun. You got Travis Kelsey running around. I, I saw a parlay where if, if Kelsey scores two touchdowns and gets engaged, Mm. The same day you win a bunch of money, but I'm not sure that's going to happen. Yeah, that would be that would be a lot of plus money, I would imagine. How would that be if, if he if he goes out in the flat, catches a touchdown pass, spikes the ball, then gets on one knee and has a ring in his pocket? <laughs> and that would be cool. It would be, and uh, who knows? Could be happening coming up on uh, Super Bowl Sunday on uh, CBS. Uh, Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. Bailey, uh, did you make it through the banquet? I know you said you always get a little bit nervous talking up there with all those people. Yeah, no, and, and I always, I, I really joke more about it than anything these days because I'm, I'm used to it now. But that first year, I was certainly nervous, but. It's a, it's a great banquet. I mean, Blake does a great job over there, Blake Hardegree, organizing it all, and Coach Goblin organizing it all. And uh, I think it went off, you know, pre- pretty well the other night. I think everybody had a good time. And it's just uh, it's just really a neat way to start the baseball season. Practice starts on Friday, the banquet on Saturday. And then, you know, we get coaches come on, talk about the season. And I- I'm excited about it. I can't wait till February 16th. Uh, who are the standouts? Uh, who who said your favorite lines on uh, Saturday night? Because uh, I know who said my favorite line. That was Danny Beal. Yeah, Dan- Danny Beal gives us a shout-out was kind of nice. <laughs> because Melissa turned around and said, you've never had a player say your name before. And I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I haven't. But uh, that, that was cool. I, I enjoyed listening to Jacob Starling. And, and some, of, some of their stories just, you know, they kind of talk about, 
you know, getting started. And, and you know, I never played college baseball. I never played college sports. But, you know, as a freshman, you understand that things are going to be tough. And, you know, a lot of these guys, I'm sure, thought about, you know, just trading it all in and, and doing something different, going to a different school because it is tough. But they, the tough ones, you know, they persevere and they come through. And, and there's some really good – a lot of good talent on this baseball team this year. BB, Brian Bailey joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line, East Carolina and Ryder to begin the season coming up in February. Pirates got another preseason ranking today. And uh, also, if you missed the Brian Bailey Show, a lot of ECU baseball talk uh, with Henry Lartigue and the new hitting coach, Bailey. I, that was my first introduction to him. Uh, how'd you enjoy that? And uh, what do you think about Coach Lartigue? Really enjoyed it. And, and I, I like, you know, it's, Sometimes it's a little difficult when you've never met somebody before and they come in and they do your show, but he, he acted like a, a natural. He came right in and uh, introduced himself to everybody and sat down. You can you can see that maturity that, that Coach Godwin likes in his coaching. It's kind of like Austin Knight. You know, when Austin Knight was promoted to pitching coach, I think a lot of people are like, well, he's kind of young. I think he can do it. I mean, he's done a great, great job. So uh, I think this is another, for instance, as far as that goes, but just a real, real nice nice down to earth and, and talk about hitting talk about the relationships with the hitters and and how you you go about things and uh, i thought it was really interesting brian bailey joining us busy sports weekend and we've talked baseball we've talked football about ecu pirates basketball winning the game on uh sunday bailey in overtime couldn't really shoot it was ugly uh but they played defense and man, they showed toughness, and R.J. Felton, uh, heart of a warrior, uh, helped East Carolina get it done on Sunday. I bet if they could do it again, they'd start that full court press about <laughs> 15 minutes beforehand because Temple could not handle that. But uh, yeah, you know, when you're down eight with three something to go, your chances of victory, you know, aren't very good. It's kind of like you know the 49ers being down 17 at halftime, but they they were they were able to to battle back, and you know, as you said, R.J. Felton clutch free throws uh and just the way they they took it to temple in the in that overtime period and pulled out the win and i'm telling you man every every game in the american it seems like it's close yeah and, uh, and it's fun to have a team you know we've had teams before that were competitive and you know that was that lose in the last three or four minutes and this team has had its problems in the last three or four minutes but i think they're kind of evolving into something that you know teams have to you know, some teams know how to win. Some teams seem to know how to lose. It looks like Temple may be in that category, knowing how to lose. Yeah. But East Carolina may be moving up and to a team that knows how to win. And, you know, Ellerby, for the second straight week, is kind of asked about, all right, give me a big, broad stroke on this, this East Carolina basketball team. What are they? What's the rest of the year look like? And, like, I, I just I can't do that. Every game, they're going to be in it and have a chance to win. Can they win it? I don't know. But it, like you said, every game in the American, not just ECU games, but across the league, are close. What can you do at the end of the game? I expect it to be that way against South Florida on Wednesday. Charlotte could be tough on the road. Uh, but UTSA, Wichita State, Tulane, Rice, all those games, Bailey, we should be in and have a chance to win with three or four minutes left. Most certainly. And hopefully we can get a good crowd out uh, on Wednesday night because – I think this team deserves it. You know, get as many people in there as you can, and uh, and be a you know like the old twelfth man in football, but but be a help. You know, get in there and raise Kane like coach uh, coach wants you to. And I think that they've got a chance. You know, in, in every game they play the rest of the year, 
they certainly are going to be competitive. Well, this was not one I was looking forward to going into the season. In fact, it's one I would say, all right, we'll beat South Florida at home. Uh, they are 6-1 and one in league play, Bailey. They've won five in a row. Uh, so that catches my eye. Now, they haven't played the best of the best. Their best win is on the road at Memphis, which certainly is a good win. Uh, but this South Florida team, uh, much, much better than I thought going into this year. Yeah, it's better than I thought as well. And, and I think that, you know, that's the key right now. It seems like the whole league has, has got just one loss, like four or five teams near the top. Charlotte's a surprise. Yeah. South Florida's a surprise. So, yeah. All right, BB. Uh, anything else? What's uh, anything going on? High school ranks we should know about. What you guys following at WNCT Channel Nine? We got a little high school basketball. A couple little games tonight. Some some games on Tuesday. Uh, East Carolina at home on Wednesday. Duke plays tonight in uh, basketball. I think Carolina must, may play on Wednesday. I'm not positive about that, but uh, it's getting to that time of the year now. Yeah. As you saw on Saturday, where where you know Duke and Clemson. You know, was he fouled? Was he not fouled? You know. Uh, I think the controversy there. So, and we're we're getting into the, the the really competitive games, and then Duke Carolina for the first time coming up on Saturday. And you got to ask every night, you know, what top team, top ten team is going to lose tonight? You got Duke at Virginia Tech. That's happened before. And how about number four, Houston at Texas? That'll be a good one coming up at 9 o'clock tonight. So, yeah, some great uh, college hoops uh, coming your way each and every night. We'll uh, dive into that with Coach Mac, Mac McCarthy, coming up on Tuesday's Pirate Radio Live. If you missed the Brian Bailey Show, it's available for you to watch right now on Facebook and YouTube. You can download it where you get your podcast, and we'll air it again coming up at 6 o'clock. Talking some hitting uh, with Henry Lartigue, just another uh, catcher on this coaching staff, Bailey. they got a bunch of Catchers are us. <laughs> yes, sir. Carolina. Yeah. BB, enjoyed it, man. All right, man. Take care. There is the legend himself, Brian Bailey, joining us on the Pirate Radio Live Line. A couple other Jeep name suggestions. Gromsland Bigfoot says Tara after the Tar River plus Tar is black. Would it be Tara? Tara. Tara. Tara the Jeep. Tara. 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 Ty. Ty. Or, Grimes and Bigfoot says you could go with Merrill Jeep. <laughs> that got me. How about Lil Bo Jeep? Wow. That is the most stone faced Chandler's ever looked at me before. Sorry, I, I, I just can't handle back to back jokes. If, mm. Now, if you would have said Well, that Merrill first, Jeep was 20 times better than what I had. I, I know. I just was first thing that came to my brain, you know? John, what'd you do this weekend? Let's see. Went out Friday night, uh, enjoyed some AJs, went over to the Buck, uh, got up Saturday morning. When was Joey's birthday? That that was not this past Friday, but the last Friday. Oh, okay. And went out for his birthday. So back-to-back Friday nights at the Buck, back-to-back weekends going home and seeing the fam. Um, Went and saw my, my grandmother and sat there with her for a couple of hours. Then I went to my dad's. Uh, restaurant and was pleased to see a couple of buddies of mine sitting in there and enjoying some food and some some beverages after playing some golf. Uh, and then went back to the house, hung out there with my mom and dad, got back up, came to Greenville, uh, went and watched some of the uh, some of the first half of the Chiefs and uh, Baltimore game, and then went over to Minji's, watched East Carolina come back and beat Temple yesterday for the uh, season sweep. Then I went back out. Watch the second half of Lions and Niners, and then the rest is history. 
man this sounds like uh you would be good in a police interrogation where they have to know everything you did and they're trying to account for all time you asked what i did and i wanted to give you my full and honest answer that was a great recap of the weekend um alex what'd you do this weekend unfortunately i had the displeasure of watching football all day yesterday what? not happy with any of the outcomes <laughs> lamar was supposed to save us man yeah he was supposed to save us please lamar jackson save us if I you can hear prayed. us please I save us prayed. lamar jackson if you hear us please i even prayed what if is we- he saving us from are supposed to a say taylor us. swift and Brittany mahomes super bowl we thought it was bad now that's overstated man watch do you really care that much a little bit not necessarily during the games but like social media is bad it's yeah. it's everywhere i guess can't avoid it all right who you like in the super bowl we'll have a lot more time to think about it and pick but chiefs guess the line have you seen it yeah I saw the opening opening line and I saw what it is right now. Have you? I looked at it earlier today. Has it? Have you? Has it gone I have down? not seen. All that. right. Has it changed? What do you got, Alex? Let me go. San Fran four and a half. Whoa! I saw San Fran two and a half, and it's down to one and one and a half. That's why I saw that. Because it I was fe- one. I mean, Kansas City's been an underdog almost every round except round one. Correct? Yeah. So I just thought that would continue. So it went from you said San Fran plus two and a half to no nope, one. Nobody said that. Wait, what did you say? What did it open up with? San Fran two and a half. Minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Man, money's coming in on Bal- or on Kansas City. Take a break. We need to take a break on, on yeah. Kansas City. We got a reset. I made a mistake. I said Baltimore, and I corrected myself. You did. So calm down. I, I am very calm. Yeah, you're calm. Take a take a break. Take a break. You're exaggerating. He almost said Baltimore. You're exaggerating. He almost made a mistake. He also said plus two and a half. I mean, it was back-to-back mistakes. I'm sorry. It's fine. I couldn't remember what you said. Who's freaking out now? See what you're doing? You're freaking out, making me freak out, and now I'm the bad guy. That's why you're getting all those bumps on your face. You're stressed, man. What are you you stressed about? You got a damn Mount Everest on your damn cheek right there. God. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Go back. It's personal. More to go. Fire Radio Live after this. And all the wonderful things that you and I can do. I pop some trash in a little bit of time. I showed some cash and the girl was mine. I took her all the town. I lined up and dined her. She asked me, did I like her? I said, well, kind of. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. The Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday, you can kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen uh, screen rather in Greenville along with 18 TV so you don't miss any game the mimosa specials a Bloody Mary menu and pizza all day from Pizza Hut score every Sunday at the Buck now let's head back in to PRL here's Cliff back with you Pirate Radio Live 
Guess who had their second interview with the Washington Commanders for the head coaching job today? Hello. Oh, Mr. Cool Kid. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> I'm Dan Quinn. Now, uh, now that he's out of the playoffs, you can go get your guy now. <clears throat> oh, Benny J. Ben Johnson, come on down. Come on down. Hope your fourth down plays are better in Washington than they were yesterday. Oh. But, uh, yeah, I will take Ben Johnson as the head coach. I would prefer him to Dan Quinn. I still don't know why Mike Vrabel didn't, doesn't have a job. Don't get that. Uh, Ron Rivera has interviewed with two teams for their defensive coordinator job, according to Grant Paulson. Well, he looked like he was possibly going to Philadelphia. And they said, hey, Ron, they're going, and Ron's going, me? And they're like, get out of the way. And there's Vic Vangio. They said, no, we want Vic. What's his name? Vic mm-hmm. Vangio. Fangio. It's not double V's. Vic Fangio. Yeah. Vic Fangio. Yes, you got it, buddy. Vic Fangio. You got it. Awesome. I did it. <laughs> What's the Panthers defensive coordinator's name? Serious question. Evero. <laughs> Egio. Gosh. <laughs> now that I think about it, I can't even say it. I was able to say it. Uh, is there a chance he returns? I saw a lot of... Uh, panthers coaches being told they would not return right yes uh more specifically on the um offensive side of the ball i know um camping our offensive line coach was also told to get on out of there Tabor, the uh chris Tabor, who was our interim coach has been told to leave um but uh Evero's definitely i think they're going to let him play out with the the coaching searches and him being interviewed i think he was being interviewed maybe first the seattle job so um they're going to see if he doesn't get that Seattle job. Uh, he has agreed to sit down and, and talk about possibilities of staying. So, um, obviously, I, I don't want to uh, wish bad things about, but I hope he doesn't get that Seattle job because he is a really good defensive coordinator. Jamie says, Clip, do you feel like Bienemy would be a good candidate for Washington or the fact that Mahomes succeeded without him nicks him down the list, knocks him down the list? Um,. I would like a complete overhaul. I don't want Eric being me. I want Ben Johnson. I want Ben Johnson as the coach. And I'll be very happy for you. Because what a great job he's done in Detroit. That's who I wanted Yeah, for the Carolina job. You you said his name before I knew who he was, John. Yeah. And I you, said, give me Ben Johnson now. And you might have just introduced me to my new flame. And I got a guy who I didn't even know of this time last week. Dave Canales. Detroit almost had that onside kick. Ah. Yeah. All right, let's get to our interview from earlier today with Dixon Williams. He dropped by the Pirate Radio Studios at 2.30. We talked to him and uh, had that up on uh, Facebook. And now we will play the audio version of it. If you missed it, my chat one-on-one with the Pirate third baseman, Dixon Williams. Dixon, first of all, good to see you again. How you doing, man? Doing good. It is uh, about that time. I've been asking your teammates, like, when does it start to feel real? Are you at that point yet? Uh, I'd say so. I think right after the banquet, uh, that feeling starts to kick in. So, yeah, it's 
just knocking on the door. How was uh, the banquet the other night? I've talked to Brian Bailey. Uh, we'll talk to Mike Harrington, who spoke at that banquet coming up on Tuesday. And uh, also Coach Lartigue was in earlier, uh, his first experience. But yeah. uh, how about you? Uh, what was kind of your highlights from the other night? Uh, it was No, it was great. Um, it was a great time. Obviously very busy, and uh, the fans showed out, and uh, it was a good event. Yeah, and uh, I heard it was uh, it was long, a lot of good speeches. Yeah. I heard uh, Gavin uh, went pretty quick with his. Yeah, I mean, he got up there. He was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna keep it brief," and I I didn't know how uh, true that was, but yeah, he was he did a good job. He had some good feel there. Uh, Mully told me Star spoke quite a bit, and uh, I have not really talked to Jacob Starling a whole lot, and in fact, not at all really until media day. And uh, and heard him spoke, but it, it and and Mully said I don't know how you know how true it is, but sounds like he's kind of growing up, maturing. Yeah, we just haven't really heard him talk, and now he's talking quite a bit. Yeah, no, it surprised a lot of us. Uh, I didn't think he, I didn't even know he was speaking. I knew uh, Beal and Carter were, but um, when he got up there, it surprised me. But he did an awesome job. And you yourself are pretty, from what I know, laid back, quiet kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, how much? Uh, talking are you doing in the clubhouse in the dugout you know or on game day I, I get pretty chatty once I get to know somebody I think the uh, initial conversations I have with people probably aren't as long or right. uh, in depth but yeah I'd say uh, I, I talk a good amount in the locker room well a lot of uh, people a lot of your teammates have been talking about your great uh, off season have you been able to carry that into week one of, uh, of scrimmages how the first weekend go out there for you yeah, it was good. It was more so a weekend of just being competitive. Um, didn't really get uh, pitches to drive that much. Um, so just, you know, taking what I need to take and uh, hopefully this weekend get some pitches that are drivable. Yeah, uh, well, I guess guys are trying to pitch around you, which maybe uh, they'll be doing during the regular season. <laughs> hopefully not, uh, but yeah. How's the, uh, how about the fielding aspect of it uh, over at, I guess, third base? Is that where you're at right yeah. now? Uh, I'm at third base. Got a couple hot shots this weekend, so... Uh, it was uh, good to see those right now and uh, get ready for them in the season. Yeah, what's the – I mean, you can't play scared, but you always yeah. got to play aware, I guess, right? Yeah. Well, what's it like um, over there? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's different because you feel a lot closer than the pitcher's mound, even though you're not, It because uh, you know that guy can just turn on it and hit one down there. But my first real experience was really last year at the regional. I go in and uh, sitting in there, and I think it was the later innings, I want to say the – bottom of the eighth and uh i forgot who can who's who's their righty hitter uh talking uh, about virginia uh-huh yeah uh, he smoked one down the line at me and i don't even think i reacted to the ball it got <laughs> past me so quick so yeah. uh that was that kind of got me ready for third base and but yeah it gets hit down there all the time and then a runner on first or runner on second and they're showing bunt and you gotta go yeah. in that's that's gotta be pretty yeah. terrifying well, star star's the worst for that because he's a good runner so i gotta be in a little bit anyway he can bunt but he also just rips it down the line all the time so i'm like yeah that that one gets a little scary those situations but when a lefty comes up you're like oh yeah i'm uh you don't get uh comfortable right you're just like hey he's not gonna smash one down here at me uh how about the the new corner infield for the pirates so josh moylan uh, gone over there at first as well sounds like carter cunningham we know about cam clonch uh carter said on media day that um fielding ground balls is still an adventure sometime for him but he said he's really improved on that so how's everybody looking you still got of course barini and starling in that middle infield yep um yeah you got carter and clonch and then Chaz is over there as well and They've all been doing a good job just competing, and honestly, they all look great over there. They all swing it, so it's 
it's going to be fun to see them all kind of duke it out. Who's over at third with you? Who else is uh, over uh, there? Right now it is me, Colby Wallace, Parker goes over there, and then um, Nate Christman as well. All right. So, Got some guys. options there and uh, exactly. throughout the infield. Um, how about working with uh, Coach Palumbo? He, he's got you guys playing great defense every year. Um, well, what's a, a defensive workout like with Coach? Yeah, we um, so we have just a set routine pretty much we do every day, just drop ball drills, working on our footwork, and then we go into uh, short hops with each other where you just kind of flip it and then um, go right into, we call it four-man fungo, and you got slow hands, get arounds, uh, four hands, back hands, and then we start doing throws to first, double plays, righty shift, lefty shift, and then uh, uh, go with a little slow roller to get it off, and then we're done. Yeah, how about as far as situations go? How much are you able to work on those during practice, during the season, where you you try to cover every, It's going to be almost impossible to cover every single scenario, mm-hmm. but you try to cover everything you can, right? Yeah, they they do a great job of that. So we'll um, we do we call it situational scrimmage. So guys are taking BP, but then coach will set up a situation like first and third, one out. Right. That way, uh, guys are moving, knowing where to get to the spot, and kind of like. Um, you know, every ball's not hit the same, so it's going to be different a little play. So everybody kind of has to adjust, and we got to communicate is the biggest thing. And uh, since we played, you know, Pee Wee Little League, uh, <laughs> a pickle has been a thing, a rundown. Uh, how, how about practicing those and, and knowing what to do? Because sometimes those can get a little crazy out there. Yep. Yeah, we probably practice those, I'd say, at least once every week. Pickoffs to run down. To run down. So yeah. uh, we work on pickoffs and then get the pickles in there, as you call it. And uh, <laughs> um, But, yeah, those are – we, we're pretty good at those, I'd say, and those are the ones you want to get. You don't want to uh, be the team that doesn't practice that and then give a guy a free base. So. Dixon Williams joining us inside the Pirate Radio studios. you got a question or comment, you can get it in uh, on Facebook while he hangs out here for a few minutes. Uh, we'll be live, of course, coming up 3 o'clock on Pirate Radio Live. Dixon, uh, what's the week look like for you guys this week? Uh, what you got coming up? We just have uh, lift today, and then we'll practice throughout the week till thursday and then uh scrimmage again this weekend friday through sunday yeah and uh how competitive do those scrimmages get when you guys are do you pick teams or how, how does that work they pick the teams and they make them pretty uh pretty even and yeah. they try to keep the games competitive because you know you don't want it to get dry out there while you're playing each other because you know when you play another uniform it's going to be uh real competitive so what pitcher has given you the most trouble here these last few weeks uh, I'd say really any of the guys that work really quick kind of just forcing me in the box because now you got that rule that applies and you got to be in there within 10 seconds. So that really is the most uncomfortable thing. So we have a good amount of guys that work with good pace. Um, but really that's been the um, biggest thing keeping me uncomfortable, I would say. Yeah, I feel like when the, the pitch clock was introduced, we looked at it more so from the pitcher standpoint. Like, man, you got you got to get up there, get ready, or it's going to be a ball. Didn't talk as much about the hitter standpoint, where you guys sometimes yeah. like to step out, have a routine, or, you know, whatever. Uh, but now you guys got to be ready yeah. to go. So was that an adjustment for you at all? Um, not for me. I usually have a pretty quick routine, but mm-hmm. we practice it now because it's something that can affect the game. Obviously now with them being able to call a strike, I mean, you could strike out and not even see a pitch now. So uh, we try to work on our routines and keep them under 10 seconds. Dixon Williams joining us. Another ranking for this team today, Dixon. Uh, pay any attention to that stuff? Uh, I try not to. Yeah. yeah, I mean, coach says it all the time. It doesn't really doesn't really matter where you start 
where he finished. Yeah, good to be recognized there, right? It is. I, I it mean, is. and the expectation is for this team to to be good every year, and the, the standard has been set. So, not really pressure, but it's got to make you feel good to go out there knowing that you know people believe in you and uh, from the inside and outside. Yeah, no, it's it's good to have that recognition, but you also got to be able to. Uh, open a weekend, we got to be able to go out and compete against those guys because they're going to try and everybody's going to want to beat us this year, and uh, we're going to want to beat everybody, but we can't be complacent with our ranking. And we've seen opening weekends not go so well at ECU. So, yes. yes, we have. Uh, you guys will be ready to go uh, each and every time out. And I believe it was Carter Cunningham. I asked him, you know, about the, you know, his day to day and all that stuff. You, you got a next practice, next to bat, next pitch. But also when you're in Charlottesville. You got to be thinking, man. We, we need to be playing these games at home. So, mm-hmm. you know, how do you kind of compartmentalize all that? And he said, just treating every game, whether it's midweek, whether it's Friday, Sunday, whatever the day, you got to win that day. Yeah. And uh, is that the, yeah. the mindset you guys take? Yeah, they talk about it all the time. Like, no matter what game it is, what practice, what rep, like treat everything like it's the national championship game because really every game helps us get there. And you don't know what game is going to affect us hosting a regional or being in somebody else's home territory so it uh we definitely have to come in with that mindset every day dixon williams joining us dixon i'm sure you know some guys playing around the state whether it be north carolina nc state charlotte whatever um it's easy to flip on a college football game or college basketball game and now with espn plus honestly it's easy to to define some baseball but how like aware are you uh, and how much do you know about the opponents you'll be facing this year i mean dude I got to imagine it's tough to kind of scout everybody, right? Yeah, well, we don't um, we don't really look. I wouldn't say I look ahead or know anybody, but we have a pretty good plan every time we go out. Yeah. I mean, we'll see who we're facing, what he's got, and uh, so when we play the teams, we know what we're what we're getting into, and we kind of know the scouting report on everybody. Um, other than like new guys, where we haven't seen anything from them, but uh, by by on a weekend series by Saturday, we'll have pretty much everybody. And as Cliff says, if y'all play the way you're supposed to, you'll win a lot of those games. If you don't, you'll lose them. So exactly. Uh, it and it is interesting this year. So you, your first conference series is at UTSA, followed by UAB, followed by FAU, followed by Charlotte. That is four new teams in a row mm-hmm. to this league. So. Uh, yeah. And then you'll get Wichita, Memphis, South Florida, Tulane, and then in with Rice. You're actually playing more series against new teams than you are old teams, yeah. which is, is kind of unique. I know it doesn't matter much to you, but just something in the schedule, a little scheduling quirk there. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, we kind of switch it every year, so we won't be in the same places as last year. Yeah. Obviously, Wichita comes to us. We went there last year, so... Um, it's always different every year. Do you have a, a rival in this conference or a team that you guys uh, enjoy playing, like to beat? Maybe there's a little talk going on. Anybody come to mind? We, I think we always like playing Cincinnati, but obviously we're not playing yeah. them anymore. But we just we always played them so much, it felt like a rival. It was like right, you play them here and there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, we played them, what, I think seven or eight times last year because we ended up facing them in the conference tournament too so yeah we were always playing with those guys they were fun to play against and i wouldn't really say it was smack talk but uh we kind of knew some of the guys and it was just, it was just a fun game to play in any added umph when you take on a north carolina a nc state a duke a team like oh, that definitely yeah definitely every time um and yeah the fans always bring the energy i wouldn't say at the other places uh like we went to carolina last year and pirate fans packed that out so uh <laughs> 
I think we do a great job with that. And but yeah, there's always some added uh, energy for those games. Dixon Williams joining us, Pirate Radio Studios, East Carolina. Will uh, get their season underway with Ryder coming up on February the 16th. That'll be a Friday opening day, four o'clock first pitch at Clark Leclerc Stadium and. Uh, Dixon, I don't know, anything individually you want to accomplish between now and that date? We're getting closer to it. Uh, anything you want to fine-tune here? Just really uh, getting ready for the season, you know, getting my, my classes straight. I want to be good in that aspect yeah. and uh, just being healthy. Just uh, that way I don't have to deal with anything nagging uh, during the season. How difficult is the uh, picking of a walk-up song? Like, how, how much do you think about I, that? I'd say each guy definitely spends two to Two plus hours finding a walk-up <laughs> song. You can't, you can't just pick one off your head. You yeah. got to listen to it, kind of feel out what what it's going to be like. You might even have to hit a walk. You know, like how am I going to walk up to the plate with this one? So it's definitely, uh, it's a process. Uh, you got yours ready to go? Or? I do, I do. Okay, yeah, you want to save it? Or? Uh, you, I mean, it's up to you. You want to? I mean, are we going to play things? it up here? Um, if Shirley can pull it real quick. <laughs> Uh, can you pull a uh, Dixon's walk-up song if he says it real quick? If we can find a live version, I don't want to get kicked off of Facebook and YouTube. What is uh, it? Yeah, um, it's Calabria, two thousand eight, maybe. Okay, a little club mix. Okay, Shirley, <laughs> uh, see if you can find that, and uh, we'll hit a few seconds of that. I always enjoy making the. Uh, you got to have something. I mean, you you obviously want something that you like. Yeah, you can't have a, a walk-up song that's not your personality true so but i also want something that gets the fans into it a little bit too so. yeah i think it's a good mix you either play something that every single person knows so they can I get involved with it slice, but or you you have something totally unique like, right and I, I don't maybe i'll recognize this when i hear it you I might do, i do not know it uh off the name of it but like carter's from a couple of years ago like nobody yeah. knows what the hell that is yeah nah, and, and uh, it became a hit it did it's uh, very popular now. Okay, right. let me see if this is it. All right, let's see. This is kind of it, but this is a little more remixy. It's on Apple. I know I, I played on Apple. Somebody had used this uh, maybe a couple years Destination ago. Destination Calabria or just Calabria? It's just Calabria 2008. Uh, Calabria 2008. Okay, uh-huh. hold on, hold on. You 2000 uh-huh. and late, sir. <laughs> I did not include the number. That's why. Okay. But, uh, that sounded familiar to me. Dylan Cruz used it. Okay. Uh, Calabria 2008. So what are you, Dixon? You a club guy? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> just uh, like the tune? Yeah. Just some upbeat music. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Now, what is your philosophy on changing music? Are you trying to you want to stick with it the whole year, right? But now that depends. Yeah. Uh, if you know, I think you got to go with the. Uh, what's going on right now, like what's popular on, on yeah. TikTok and all that stuff. So you kind of, that kind of keeps everybody engaged too. Here we go. This is it. Okay. Uh, we'll start at about uh, right here. Okay. Or no, right here. I can see the crowd clapping a little bit. Ah, that's a good call, man. You like that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I wouldn't say I have the best. I think, I think Jacob Starling has me beat in that category. Um, I can see Jake. I'm, Hun- I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. I can see Jake Hunter dancing to this as you come up to the yeah. plate. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. I'll ask him about <laughs> the that. The crowd getting hype. All right, I like it. Dixon, uh, good luck, man. Thanks for hanging out. We'll keep up with you uh, and talk to you during the season as well. But uh, good luck if we don't talk to you before awesome. opening day. Yeah, thank you for having me. 
Pirate Third Baseman Dixon Williams uh, joined us here earlier today inside the Pirate Radio studios. We'll talk more Pirate Baseball coming up on Wednesday with Parker Bird. Got him a hit in the scrimmage over the weekend. We'll talk about that and more with Parker later on this week. Take a break. Come back. Have our Fleet Feet Rundown. Get a Royal Rumble recap with Alex Harper when we return Pirate Radio Live on a Monday. Jason Nichols joins us Hour 3. More to go after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Caliber, Eastern North Carolina's premier outdoor shooting sports store for over 60 years. Visit carolinacalibercompany.com to shop today. Now, back to the show. Wes. Wes. I had pulled the wrong ad. I realized I had pulled the wrong ad. Okay. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Let's get to our Fleet Feet Rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet. 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location in Greenville. They've got the right shoe for you with that great one-on-one service. And, of course, the 3D foot scanner that will measure your arch height width and more. Go see Chris Lunyon and the fine folks at Fleet Feet and get the right shoe for you. Uh, They have the best for runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Uh, Did you have something to add? Well, no. First thing on the uh, Fleet Feet rundown, I believe, is the Rumble recap. Yeah. Just saw. Was Pat McAfee a part of that? Yeah, he did a little bit. He did a uh, bit where he got in and immediately left the Rumble. Okay. Um, I think that might have not been planned. From what That I, is the rumor, yes. Yeah, there are rumors. Uh, Alex, give us your Rumble recap. Uh, real quick, because we don't have a lot of time. What did you think of the Women's Rumble? The Women's Rumble was a banger. The Women's Rumble was really, really good. Bailey was the winner. I like the... Um, Who's the the big star that came in for the first time? Jade Cargill. Cargill. Do you know mm. who she's married to? No. She is married to former Brave. More known as a uh, Cincinnati Red, but second baseman Brandon Phillips. Oh. I don't even know who that is. I found that very interesting. Okay. I like BP. Um, she was. Uh, she looked good. My girl Bianca looked really good, but Bianca. Bailey gets the win. Yep. All right. Um, I got all my picks correct. Fatal four-way. Roman. Roman. Roman wins. I did say there would be no interference, and there was. I should have known better. Yeah. A weird prediction by you. Yeah, that's uh, my bad. KO versus Logan Paul. Yeah. 
That was fun. That ending was fun. It was a a disqualification by Kevin Owens. He uh, had brass knuckles that were meant to be given to Logan Paul. And he took them and then used them on Logan Paul. False finish. Referee catches him, rings the bell. I thought that was very interesting and a fun way to end that. And finally, men's rumble. It was weird. It was fine. I hate that CM Punk is too old. He just... Yeah, CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, like, went the final 10 minutes 1v1, and it was, like, pretty hard to watch. Yeah. Cody Rhodes wins again. He'll face Roman again, and we'll do it all over again. Yeah. WrestleMania is not looking like it's going to be fun this year. Looks like your prediction of uh, no rock is going to be true. No need for yeah, it. Yeah, there won't be. Yeah, so I might have to wait on that one for a while. Yeah, I was, uh, I think I already said this, but I did get all of my picks for the Rumble right, except for the no interference. <laughs> you did. You've said it tw- two or three times now. Okay, yeah, my bad. <laughs> no, that's good. Look, around here, you got to promote yourself because nobody else is. Dude, because my, my uh, 49ers pick didn't go so well. I thought the 49ers were going to blow them out, and it was almost the opposite. So they I got to take. Yeah, but I was extremely confident that that was not going to be close, and it was. Yeah. Um, so Rumble's always fun. Nothing too too hype about this year's, but it was fun. Yeah, I get B plus. B plus. All right. Um, we'll get to upset alert and national day update in hour number three if we have time on our fleet feet rundown. But right now we'll take a break. Get ready. For hour three, Jason Nichols joins us on the other side of this timeout. See if he's got some news for us, and we'll talk some championship Sunday and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. At Carolina Caliber, they have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville and online at carolinacalibercompany.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Jason Nichols just asked a good question. Did we enjoy the playoffs? I had to think about that one for a moment. Good, I mean... Uh, as good as you could yeah i kind of wanted to see the other teams win that uh that, that didn't win so you both want to see detroit and yeah the, baltimore. Uh, baltimore but I, I like san fran i i've found that a lot of people don't i think it was more they wanted to see the lines because i saw a lot of stuff on social media yesterday about 
like they did a map of the united states and uh it was like this little block's rooting for the niners this little block's rooting for the chiefs and the rest of the country's rooting for both the lose like i didn't know the niners were that hated but maybe it's more so lines love everybody got on that lines bandwagon <laughs> well you know that's the underdog right yeah everybody likes to cheer for underdog uh before i forget we got to get to uh we got some jason nichols news we got some championship fallout but chandler uh we were talking during the break and i said hey man do you ever watch the sopranos and you said you watched a little bit of it right back in the day yeah watch some um i was watching it pretty much all weekend like just kind of a rewatch. <laughs> did you ever watch it jason i watched a little bit of it yeah so chandler said it's funny it's funny you bring that up why is that funny that i asked no, you it's that? funny how <laughs> chandler, you, what do you think it's funny what do you mean it's funny chandler it's said funny? did you see my twitter this weekend i was like no i didn't what what did i miss well what you missed is i'm from italian descent you found out that you had some Italian blood in you. Uh, I overheard my father talking to this lovely woman, and I heard him say that uh, there is some Italian uh, on my grandmother's side, mm-hmm. on my dad's mother's side. Okay. And I said, Dad, did, did you just say what I think you just said? <laughs> and as soon as he said, yes, we have some Italian descent in our family. And it's like you know, in the mask when he t- puts on when he puts on that mask, <laughs> he, Carey, he yeah. turns into like a tornado. Yeah, I, that's what happened with me. And next thing I know, I'm Tony Soprano. Yeah, <laughs> and you are. Uh, I remember this. I remember this when I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so now your whole persona is I'm Italian. Yeah, mafioso. Yeah, boss and. People might not know or might not remember, but my mom and my father used to own an Italian restaurant. That's right. Mm. So they got it honest. So they were telling you without telling you at the time. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. So you're going to walk into AJ's Wednesday night for sports trivia and say, hey. Uh, hey. 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 Yeah, let me get the pasta for Zood. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I said I was going to go in the back door, like, of the kitchen. Through like, the kitchen. Just like in Goodfellas, that yeah. scene. Yeah. I think that should be your whole persona from now on. Sure. Did you get a new look, the hair, yeah. like everything. The the a suit. The shirts that uh the Tony Soprano the wore. Button ups. You get the suits. button ups, yeah. the short sleeves. Yeah. All right, so uh congratulations, man. It's great to know your uh heritage. Salute. <laughs> <laughs> the country country Italian. <laughs> Chandler Honeycutt. All right, uh Jason Nichols. Um what are you gonna be doing next football season? Man, Clip, uh, I'm 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 gonna be working next football season here at Pirate Radio with us. Sweet. All right. Fortunately, it won't be here at Pirate oh, Radio. Oh man, man. But 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 what? <laughs> I will be working. All right. <laughs> will you be working on a football team? I will. I will. It's uh, it's a team up north. Uh, the head coach of the Washington Commanders. Congratulations, <laughs> coach. A team up north. I was, they weren't supposed to let that out. <laughs> uh, a college? It's going to be a college. Now, if Chandler applied to go to this college, would he get in? Well, if with you his, say yes, with nobody's going With his Italian background, now he has a better chance to get in. Meadow <laughs> Soprano went to Columbia. Yes, she did. Interesting. Which is, <laughs> I, knew, I knew that. Yeah, which is uh, in, in the Ivy League, I believe. Yes. So, Princeton. Uh, Princeton University. Princeton. You're a tiger. I'm a tiger. 
that's awesome man congratulations i appreciate it i appreciate it it uh came out of nowhere i had some other stuff and i still got some other stuff but i i'm i'm committed now to to go there and be a part of that staff they've reached out to me and done a tremendous job of accepting me and my family and uh, i'm looking forward to it man you know at this point in time in my career it's about who do you go work for and uh, just meeting coach and, and and the staff and all that good stuff, uh, man. It's 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 been it's been real. I mean, he said some things that really caught my eye when I went up there to interview, and um, it ended up working out in my favor. And so, I'm excited to go up there and, and, and coach the running backs. Have you made your uh, post on Twitter like the recruits do nowadays when they commit the cool graphic that I'm committed? No, yeah. no, no. I'm not going to do that. I did put a post, but it was nothing about I'm committed to Princeton. It was right. just something that you know that that fit me spiritually in right. my life their coach uh, head coach has been there since 2010 yes so he's kind of entrenched in that program and um that's got to be something that's attractive to you i would imagine he's an alum so you know he's there for the long haul um he's also worked at in the nfl and, and done a lot of things throughout his career so very humble guy um, a, a very uh, family-oriented guy, which was important to me, and um, and just you know, just a, a great um, you know atmosphere to go be a part of. You know, that's awesome. So, what uh, what are the coaching interview processes like, Jason? How, how long do you are you in that room, and what what are they firing off on you, questions-wise and stuff like that? You know, it varies. I mean, like on this interview, they want to get to know. You know, the first part of it was about me, who I am, and and my background and then uh you get into more of the uh football side the running back side of things and talking about you know different experiences you've had there you know base runs and base protections and all that good stuff that you started talking about and um and so we went over that and and you know you get into recruiting and and you know your recruiting philosophy why princeton and and all these different uh scenarios that they uh bring up and um and then we went out to eat and then you know it was just now filling you out how do you fit with the staff and all that good stuff and you know one thing i've i've always thought about myself i can work with anybody you know and you know it's not about me it's about what are we trying to get accomplished and so um, you know, we did that, went out to dinner and then went back to the hotel and hung out with the offensive coordinator and and, uh, and just got to know each other, you know, asking me, you know, some deeper questions and stuff at that point in time. Yeah. And I mean, your experience uh, here at ECU, the MAC, uh, Sunbelt, Army, and, and, you know, that kind of shows you like a chameleon, right? You can kind of fit in coach whoever that's got to make you an attractive candidate i would think well i i think so i think really the i think the army experience probably really set me over the top here because you're dealing with the same kids now um it's just now they don't have the military commitment that they do when they go to the west points and the naval academies and places like that but um pretty much a, a very intellectual kid that you got to be ready to go and coach up and, um, and and motivate those guys. If you can work with us, you can work with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pretty easy to work with, Chad. <laughs> Trust me, hey, I done been around some guys. It, it's not as easy to work with, man. It's a lot of egos in football. Chandler, uh, do you, can you set them up with any of your people up in New Jersey? Uh, yeah. Some spots to eat, I maybe? I know some people. Yeah. I know some people. From your, your background? If you ever have any trouble, <laughs> just let me know. Uh, Jamie is asking about how old is Princeton football? He said Harvard, Yale old. Uh, so 
It's, yes. It's pretty old, right? It's pretty old. Let's see. A lot uh, of national championships back in the early years. Uh, like 1869, <laughs> they have a claim national championship. So that is uh, <laughs> that is going back quite a ways, uh, both Mike and uh, – and Jamie saying congratulations to you, uh, Coach Nichols. He said, "Go watch some Princeton lacrosse." Mike's a big lacrosse guy. I guess okay. lacrosse is big up there. Yeah. Uh, I did look up some, or tried to look up some famous Princeton football alumni. Didn't really see anybody that I noticed, but there is a guy that you can hear on Pirate Radio during the playoff weekend. Ross Tucker. Oh yeah, went to Princeton uh, and played football there. Hear him quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jamie says ECU is the Harvard of Eastern Carolina. Well, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you, the type of, of athlete you'll be working with, you say, is comparable to Army. Also, at that level, Coach, do you not have as much of the NIL portal no. stuff? No. Yeah. You don't. And and that was a, a good thing too. You know, right now with. The, the craziness that goes on that I'm not that I'm afraid of it or don't want to be a part of it but man just one less thing you got to worry about as a coach I can go coach and go recruit you know and you know listen when you come here the payoff is not in the NIL the payoff when you come to Princeton is what's going to happen after you get that degree yeah you know no doubt uh and that is fcs fcs yeah so you uh well, hopefully we'll see you in the playoff next year well they do not go in the playoffs ivy league does not participate in the playoffs ah do they just play a regular season they just play a regular season i was going to say because i noticed that the the records for the head coach there it was only like 10 games a year mm-hmm. oh okay yeah. yeah so you you can win a conference championship you can win a conference championship there you go yeah so i mean it does kind of feel like bare bones football Man, which I, is what you want right? i get to go coach and then i can be home by thanksgiving that, you'll take that <laughs> absolutely take that jason nichols joining us here inside the pirate radio studios uh so this will be your uh, your last monday appearance with us last monday all right well last man monday. uh it has been a blast we'll certainly keep in touch and, uh, and no talk doubt. to you for sure uh at how, times how many stops does this make for you now in your coaching career Ooh, that's a good question uh one two three, we can see let's see if you can remember four, five, we can look you up six seven eight nine ten ten or eleven man and it's mostly been running backs no it's been receivers for the first uh few years of my career 15 years i coached receivers and then what happened was you know as a receivers coach i didn't want to just get labeled as a receivers coach i wanted to try to create other opportunities for myself be it a coordinator or in those type of opportunities so i wanted to get into running backs um in 2016 I got a, uh, I reached out to Mark Spear, who was the head coach over at Western Carolina. And I said, well, listen, coach, I, I, I want to coach backs. He had lost his running backs coach that went to go work for actually Coach Houston up at JMU. And so I came in and coached the running backs in 16. And now it seems like the last few jobs, every job I've gotten now has been running backs since then. But, uh, you know, it gave me an opportunity to learn protections more, you know, because now you got to be involved in, in, in teaching the back where his eyes need to be uh, and the running game, the blocking schemes and where you're trying to run the inside zone to. You want to run it to the shade or you want to run it to the three technique. It depends on your preference, you know. And so a lot of things like that, when you're a receivers coach, you're like, listen, I can care less about that right now. I'm trying to get these guys to run routes at the right depth and catch the football, you know. Uh, looking at your bio, a couple of things for the uh, the Jason Nichols profile. Uh, Liberty Bowl MVP 
1994. Yep. Left East Carolina as the all-time reception all-time receptions leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're throwing the football a lot since then, <laughs> so that's been passed by I think by five guys. I think you're sixth right now all-time, which okay. is uh, we'll take that, uh, no doubt. So all right, so Sacred Heart was mm-hmm. that your first coaching job? First coaching job. Sacred Heart, App State, Kent State, Toledo, mm-hmm. uh, Western Carolina, ULM. Ah, there you go. ULM, Western Carolina, East Carolina, and then, wait a minute. Richmond. Richmond, Mm -hmm. a spider, and then uh, Army. Army West Point. All right. That's... uh, that just shows the the coach's life right there, man, all <laughs> over the place. Uh, and uh, but hey, we're uh, we're happy for you, man. Getting yeah. back into it. The only good thing is I've been on the East Coast. I'm I was trying say, to stay yeah. on the East Coast now. Outside of the Mac spot, you've yeah. been pretty much uh, on the East Coast. And yeah. even then, like Toledo, I know they call it the Midwest. It's more of an East Coast feel. You know, nobody, Eastern time zone, right? Eastern Ohio, time zone yeah. and all that good stuff. Now, when I was at ULM, we were on the central time zone over there, which I come to find out that the central time zone is the best time zone to be on. Because now you can stay up and watch Monday night football. Yeah. And you gain an hour to where, like here, it's like you're going to bed at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night sometime. NFL game starting at noon is pretty cool, too. So you got the noon kickoff and mm-hmm. then the 3.30-ish kickoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Coast, I can't. Nah. I, I don't know how those people do it. I don't either. I went out there for spring break, and it's like three hours. We, we went out to San Fran, and I mean, man, it, it, it messes up your whole day. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing on late. No sports on at night. I guess that's why the clubs are popular out there. I don't know. No more stuff to do. Uh, Jason Nichols joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Uh, Jamie says Coach Nichols loves coaching in cold weather with those stops. Well, you know, sometimes you don't get picked out. <laughs> Trust me, I, I would rather be down south in Florida somewhere. So, what are the uh, facilities like at Princeton? They're, they're nice. They got, you know, it comes from money. They, yeah. And then he talked about some new things they got going on, too, that they're building a new um, athletic center and all that good stuff, too. So, uh, but not bad. It's, I was pretty impressed with it. Who's the uh, the beast of the Ivy League? Is that very year in, year I, I out? I think or? it kind of varies. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's going to be Princeton right now. So, no doubt. Ivy League football champions. Let's see. Uh, Last year it was Yale and Dartmouth and Harvard all went five and two. Uh, Princeton had a share of the title last in 2021 uh, at six and one, nine and one overall. Uh, Yale, Harvard, I'm seeing quite a bit. Dartmouth in 19, Penn in 16. So yeah, I guess it there it does go back and forth. Uh, Dartmouth has the most titles with 21. Uh, Princeton has 13 uh, championships. So that'll be fun to follow. I got to admit, I've never really followed Ivy League football. Mm-hmm. So now I'll have a rooting interest. I'll get some cool orange and black yep. uh, Tigers gear and be uh, repping the Princeton Tigers. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back more with Jason Nichols. We'll talk about Championship Sunday and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Back with you after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student-athletes at East Carolina University for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East and Sports Medicine Center provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients of Eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock, the Italian Stallion, Chandler Honeycutt. <laughs> and uh, soon to be running backs coach for the Princeton Tigers, Jason Nichols. Exciting news as, unfortunately, Coach uh, Nichols won't be on our Bud Light pregame tailgate and U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show, but he'll be back where uh, he belongs and where he needs to be, on the sidelines or in the booth. Do you sidelines or booth? Do we know that yet, Coach? Don't know that yet. We'll figure that out at some point. Over your uh, coaching career, which one do you prefer? Honestly, I do prefer the sideline. I, I was in upstairs in the booth here my first year, or my second year, I think I was up in the booth. And then um, some other places at ULM, I was up in the booth for a couple of those years there. But it's something different when you're on the ground because now you can look in their eyes and, you know, truly get your point across to people rather than trying to say, hey, go tell such and such to, you know, you can do it yourself. Uh, Get some of your questions in. Jamie said he's got some tough questions for Jason today since this is his last in-studio appearance. Uh Uh, But first, Eric says, you were talking about Princeton alums earlier, Chandler. He said, everyone loves Princeton's most notable alum, Carlton Banks. <laughs> I didn't know Carlton went to, uh, I thought they went to like. At least he, that's where he really wanted to go. Uh, he went to some other school out in California. Yeah, because right? Will played basketball yeah. on uh, L.A. They were the Peacocks. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's where he really wanted to go to school, was Princeton. Ah, okay. Uncle Phil went to Princeton. There you go. Philip Banks. Philip Banks. Uh, all right, question one. Um, what are you doing in the two fourth quarter fourth down calls for the lines? So they gave you play calling duties. Ooh. Well, maybe you say first of all, do you, go, you go for, for those? It? Yeah, there was one time I said I thought I would have kicked it to tie it up. Was that the so the that would have been the one? second one? Yeah, yeah. The second one. Yeah, because the first one they were up fourteen. Yes, didn't get it. Second get one it. they were down three. Correct. So I would have went for it and at least to tie the game up and try to put it in overtime. Um, but um, I understood the first one because, you know what, that's been their identity all year, and um, I'm not afraid to go for it. But um, sometimes you got to judge that off your gut feeling. How is everything going? And at that point in time, everything was going good for them. Right. Yeah. So uh, okay with one, maybe not so okay, okay with the other one. Um, he says, pick one in your prime to start a team, Brady or Mahomes? Ooh. <laughs> that's that awesome good questions you know what i would probably go with patrick mahomes and the reason why is because if you're telling me to pick them now and they're both in their prime patrick mahomes can escape and create plays and make them larger than what they are that's just by sitting in the pocket on a side note we'll get back to that more you know who else can create and escape uh brock purdy brock purdy man yeah i you know the Sha- him. shaquille o'neal meme the uh yeah 
I was unfamiliar with your game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've been on the Brock Purdy. A lot of guys could go in and do what Brock Purdy's doing with that 49ers team, but that was really impressive yesterday. The the comeback, him making plays on third and long, things like that. Breaking tackles. There was a couple times he should have got sacked and he was able to break a tackle, keep composure, find a guy downfield. Extended the plays. When a quarterback does that, it makes it tough for a defense, man. And they are the Niners. We talked about this with Winstead, too, but like Kittle, McCaffrey, and definitely Debo, and I'll throw in Ayuk, but they are the best yard after contact team in the NFL. And uh, now you can throw their quarterback into that mix as well, the way he played yesterday. Um, back to Mahomes. Again, just impressive what he's been able to do this year. You know, Tyreek Hill out and. Kelsey had some not a great year, some drops uh, and you've got Rice trying to grow up as a good receiver Kadarius Tony was so hit or miss Valdez Scantling can make a big play and drop one, so what he did with those guys this year, very impressive Man, that, that to me is what defines you as a as a quarterback, as a leader. Like when you make everybody else around you better. Yeah. Like that's when you start talking about greatness, right? You know, we always want to compare, you know, greatness on the basketball court and all that good stuff. But it's no different on the football field. When one of your main guys go down, can you still lead that team in the direction they need to go to go win a football game? Glenn uh, put his X's and O's hat on the day and, and said he gave out his MVPs to Chris Jones and Steve Spagnolo, the defense for Kansas City, because he kind of compared it to he compared it to a UFC fight where Kansas City not that pretty to watch. They are the the ground and pound submission kind of, and and Baltimore likes to kind of throw haymakers or whatever. Uh, Kansas City's kind of changed their identity over this six year run that they've been on. They are now a a defensive team they are a pacheco battling ram pound you type of team and they still get the mahomes theatrics but a good all-around football team this defense uh, has played all year well for kansas city tell you what man they did and you know this is to me this was the first year where you really looked out there and they had a defense that could stop somebody yeah um typically you had to think about it as how we're going to go in here and outscore everybody because they couldn't stop people so that was a that's a good job on kansas city understanding that and and building that defense to where hey if we're going to be consistent we got to stop people too and so they did they did a great job of that yesterday chad said commentators still called purdy not that athletic even after his big runs well chad that's something our people have been held <laughs> we've been held back so long we've been called gym rats um sneaky athletic coaches what uh coach on the floor blue uh, guys, <laughs> blue, blue guys. <laughs> purdy looked pretty damn athletic to me when he was running yesterday listen man you know uh it's just part of it i mean you know um he did a great job. I mean, he really did. He he extended some plays that kept them on the field. And to me, as a quarterback, that's your job. I, I hate seeing guys throwing it down the field on, we call it a 50-50 ball, 
when you're throwing it over 40 some yards where if you just go ahead and tuck it down and go move the chains we can line back up on first and second down and take that shot that you're trying to take now and um, so he did a good job of staying on the field because when you stay on the field you wear down the defense the time of possession becomes in your favor believe it or not right <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 you know and all those good things because you're on the field you to me I, the biggest coaching point I really I ever heard from from a guy Todd Barry our quarterbacks better not throw a ball third and what third and four to five down the field when we're trying to move the chains. He would rip their behind. Well, you talking about that and that finishing statement made me think about last week with Josh Allen taking shots on manageable situations where they looked like they had guys in the flat, guys coming across the middle. And that's the part where that has to be coached out of those guys. Well, and that you know that's what makes them great. But know when to do that. Right. There's no problem to do it on first and second down. But on third down, let's make sure we we convert so we can stay on the field. Now we can take those. We'll build those shots into the play calling. And so that that is huge, man. When you're coaching quarterbacks, as far as when to take the shot, when to get the first down, how to keep the chains moving. And so that's kind of what Josh Allen is. He's got to know the situation and everything. Let's go back to those fourth down calls. If you're Dan Campbell, that's what you've done all year. Do you coach any different in the playoffs? Like, What did you think about, not what would you do, but what did you think about what Dan Campbell did? Should he have mixed things up? In the playoffs, I, you know, hindsight's always twenty yeah. twenty, right? So right now, I look at it probably a little bit differently if they would have made those first downs. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, if they if they made them, you cheer them on and you say, you know what, they've been doing that all year. When they don't work, you know, it's always well, maybe we should have. I did think I would have went for the tie on that second one. Yeah, I would have said, look, the first one I gave it to y'all, right, and we went for it. We didn't get it. This next one. We got to kick the field goal and let's at least tie this ball game up because now that puts the ball back in their court to have to go down there and try to go score and move the ball and all that good stuff too. Unfortunately, they did, right? Then they go back down and score a touchdown uh, running the football with, um, um, you know, the running McCaffrey. back. McCaffrey. McCaffrey, yeah. yes. So, And, it, man, it got away quick. Like It, it was it was a snowball effect uh, right down the hill. And the Niners took advantage of that, and you, you just felt like, man, I mean, what is that? If you're a Detroit fan, that is six decades of misery. Um, but in that particular game, you know, how did it get away so quick? Is that the Niners flexing their muscle? Are they that good? Or I feel like Detroit helped them out a ton. Detroit, Detroit definitely helped them out. You got to th- well, one they had something good go their way on the one ball that the DB clearly should have picked. Oh, are you hit yeah. his helmet? Boy caught it. Yeah. They go score. They come back. Detroit gets the ball the very next play. Fumble. They fumble the, the ball. They go score. I mean, you're you're talking about that's momentum swing there now, and they're at home. So, you know, now that stadium's rocking, whereas in the first half, they were kind of quiet. Yeah. And so momentum is a real thing, and uh, they got that momentum, and they didn't give it up. So, Chon, what is your take on this Super Bowl? Like, you are you excited about the matchup? I swear, it I'm seems excited like a lot for of people two are not. people. I'm excited, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey, and Steve Wilkes. Um, I'm and 
Yeah, I, I, I want. I do know some some 49ers fans who have been wanting this Super Bowl for a while. I remember how upset they were. By the way, a rematch from a few years ago. Uh, how upset they were when they uh, they lost the Super Bowl a few years ago against the Chiefs. So yeah, I'm very excited about seeing Christian McCaffrey, uh, you know, balling out. I don't know how other P- Panther fans feel about that, but you know, watching him play in Carolina and seeing how. How much he was uh, uh, such a contributor to our football team, uh, he deserves it, and so does Steve Wilkes. I, I really do think he should have got the Carolina Panthers job and was overlooked. So, um, what a you know what a special thing that would be for him to go out and get a Super Bowl uh, after last year. Yeah, I'm definitely pulling for the uh, the Niners here. I see a lot of people that don't care. I uh, want both teams to lose. I've got a rooting <laughs> interest, and I don't necessarily hate Kansas City. Like I was definitely on the hate new england train after a while yeah i'm not quite there with kansas city i'm over them i'd rather see another team in there but i think mahomes is pretty likable kelsey's likable yeah. andy Reid is likable like they they're they're not that easily hateable to me yeah. even though they're awesome so well everybody hates a winner i mean you yep. know when you're getting hating on that hated on that's because you're doing something right chad said clip are you happy for chase young Nah, I'm not quite there. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I, I don't not want him to win. But when I saw him yesterday make a tackle, I'm a, I wasn't rooting for it or anything. It, it bones me out. If anything, that number two overall pick and he's already on a different team in the yeah. Super Bowl now. Wow. It's it stinks. Um, let's take another break. How about as we do, let's go first caller. East Carolina's looking for three straight wins. They're going for it Wednesday night in Minji's against South Florida, who's going for their sixth straight win. Mm. So you got two hot teams meeting Wednesday night in Minji's. We got four tickets and lunch for two to tiebreakers for the first caller on the Pirate Radio Live line, 317-1250. I'll be there in 213. Chon will be roaming around. And uh, looking forward to this one, Chandler. We get a chance to beat one of the uh, top teams in the league. And make it three in a row. Yes, sir. And go over 500 in league play. If you want four tickets and lunch for two to tiebreakers, you can get them right now, 317-1250. Back with more Pirate Radio Live after this. Ladies first. Ladies first. Ladies first, ladies first. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Quality Equipment is your full-service John Deere dealer with 36 locations to serve you. Quality Equipment is open in Winterville next to Sam's Club, or you can visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you. And congratulations to Blake Henderson, our winner of the four tickets to uh, ECU basketball and lunch for two, courtesy of Tiebreakers. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Sorry, Shirley. Who was our winner? Blake Henderson. Henderson. All right, Blake and Steve, looking forward to seeing y'all uh, Wednesday night at Menji's Coliseum. And then after that, the party will continue 
with a uh, quick couple of rounds of sports trivia at AJ's. So we'll <laughs> head over to AJ's after East Carolina and South Florida coming up on Wednesday night. Pirates looking for their third straight win. And hopefully R.J. Felton had the day off today. Because, man, he uh, gave everything he had last night in the Pirate victory in overtime. He played uh, He played over 40 minutes, right, Chandler? I want to pull up his box score. Yes, it was at least 40-plus. 42 43 minutes for him yesterday and uh had 24 big points and again the the shooting wasn't there it wasn't pretty uh but chandler also pointed out his 11 rebounds Mm -hmm. that he had rj 43 minutes in the game uh and brandon played 42 of those minutes so uh hopefully they got to rest some legs today and uh get ready for wednesday um our fleet feet rundown we had got we did the Royal Rumble. Coach, uh, you or uh, your son watch wrestling at all? Y'all into wrestling? No, he is maybe yeah. a little bit, but I, I have no clue what goes along with that. <laughs> we talked a little Royal Rumble <laughs> earlier in the show um, as Alex gave his thoughts on it. The topic two on the Fleet Feet Rundown, upset alert. Two, check them out, Chandler. Duke at Virginia Tech tonight. Duke minus three and a half. Houston at Texas tonight. Houston minus four and a half. One of those teams is losing. Duke almost lost the other night. I don't know. Did Clemson. You guys, Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a foul with .4 seconds left, and uh, the guy for Duke did what, basically what R.J. Felton did last night, was able to knock down both of his free throws, give him a one-point lead, and they were able to escape uh, mm-hmm. Cameron Indoor with a victory. I think one of these teams is going down tonight. And, uh whew. I don't want to pick horns down. No, I don't. I don't either. So that's, why I just, that's why I just went woof. So let's pick uh, the Hokies. Let's go VTech for Coach Mack, and let's talk about it tomorrow with him. Yeah, we'll talk some college basketball with Mack McCarthy coming up on uh, Tuesday's edition of Pirate Radio Live. And uh, we'll wrap up the Fleet Feet Rundown with our National Day update. I, it is National Bubble Wrap Day. Do y'all have to pop the bubble wrap if you see it? I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Oh, yeah. Everybody's in agreement on that one. Shirley, National Corn Chip Day. Uh-oh. Shirley loves some chips. Oh, y'all were talking about that, right? The, yeah. Uh, where do you, you get them from a place here in Greenville? The chips and salsa? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Um, we're not going to say the name. Yeah, don't We're not going to say, say the name, but okay. we have bumped into each other <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> Love a good corn chip. Yes. Corn chips uh, and... I'm a big fan of eating corn chips with uh, bean dip. If you uh, the little bean dip you can get at the grocery store. Yeah, I like a, uh, and I'll probably see this at a Super Bowl party. I attend, but the kind of sausage and cheese hot dip in the crock pot. Yeah, I like to put my chip in that bad boy. I did that yesterday, man. But I did one clip with with uh, shrimp in it. I did. Whoa! Like that. Uh oh. <laughs> Damn. That's a leak. Yes. That's was, a leak dip I, right I, there. I stole that off somebody's uh, um, deal on the uh, Twitter or whatever it is, X. They put it, you know, they have all these little cooking things out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. So I said, you know what? That looked good. And I tried it a few months ago. And then I said, you know what? We're going to make it for because I won't be here for the Super Bowl. Right. I said, we're going to make it uh, wow. yesterday. And it was good. So man. is that hot? Yes. Yeah, like I, I use it's, it's uh, Velveeta cheese. Okay. And um, I use the. Um, ground beef with the shrimp oh okay and i use a rotella Mm -hmm. i use a rotella yeah and and mix all that in with some uh cream uh and man it was good man that does sound good 
I'm going to have to look into that one. I like that. And uh, shout out my grandma, Betty Lou Brock. It is National Puzzle Day. Was she a big she's, she's, a, she's a puzzle. Oh, fan. okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, how was the last time you put together a puzzle, Jenna? <laughs> I don't know. When's the last time you whacked a guy? <laughs> hey. May not want to say that one. <laughs> Let's see. What's the day? <laughs> uh, so there you go. Our fleet feet rundown. Jamie says, Clips seems like a seven-layer dip guy. Is that the one with like the the lettuce and the peas and all that stuff? I, my mom used to make something like that. What was that called? What is seven-layer dip? Seven-layer yeah, I've, I've heard of it, but I, I think you're on it right there. Some uh, yeah, this looks a little bit different. What am I thinking of? Okay, this one's like the beans, and this is for uh, you know, I don't like these these cold things you dip uh, a chip into. I'm not a big fan of those. I like the hot dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shirley, what am I thinking of? What? Uh, it had like lettuce and peas and like mayonnaise. It was a weird thing. Hmm. That doesn't even sound appetizing <laughs> at all. I know. I'll, you don't see if my mom will pick up the phone? I stopped past lettuce. Yeah, well, pe- peas got me, too. Peas I'm not and a, mayonnaise? Man. Oh, man. Ugh. garden. Uh, I have become a huge fan of garden peas. I put that in just about everything now. Sweet Someone peas. just messaged me and said it's a seven-layer salad. Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe that's yeah. seven yeah. layers. Uh, bigger. Mom. Yeah. Hey, you're, all, you're live on the air. Oh my gosh! Hey, Miss Pam. <laughs> hey, Chandler. Uh, Jason Nichols is here too. Hey, Miss Pam. Really? Um, we were talking about somebody said seven layer dip, and I was thinking about the seven layers. The seven layer salad with like the lettuce and peas and mess in it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. seven layer salad. Seven layer salad. What all is in that? It's that lettuce and I'm sorry, I got a cold. Lettuce, onions, bell pepper. Um, garden peas. You drain the garden peas, <laughs> or some people use frozen garden peas. Okay. Um, is there mayonnaise in it? Cheese. Uh huh. Yeah, cheese. Yeah, All mayonnaise. Right. All right. Well, yeah. Well, and then that's um, all we bacon got. bits. Bacon bits. Yep, mm. that's it. Is that seven? <laughs> it's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> Did you watch the uh, game yesterday? I'm sorry. Did you watch ECU? Uh, kind of, sort of. I was really watching football game. Okay. Wow, not a true pirate. Man. I watched, I watched the end of it, though. Yeah. I'm so disappointed in the Brock awesome. family. <laughs> All right, well, hope you feel better. Maybe uh, you'll get there Wednesday night. I hope so, too. All right. See ya. Thank Bye, Miss Pam. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Seven-layer salad. I haven't had that in ages since I left my parents' house. I don't know if I've ever had it. Yeah, it does. You're right. It does not sound good. No, it doesn't. doesn't and I think it's it one of those things appealing. you eat growing up and you just figure it's good <laughs> and then realize that. It's like some people say, you know, yeah. uh, when, when people are like, do you want to eat a hot dog? And then somebody says, do you want to know what a hot dog is made out of? Right, no, yeah. I don't want to know. True. I just, it's good. Let yep. me eat it and yep. let me live in blissful, just, you know, uh, what do they call it? Uh, blissful Ign- ignorance. Ignorance. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be, mm. you know, just completely oblivious to what is made out of certain th- things. This one has deviled eggs in it. All right. Count me in. Nope. Uh, Let's see. 
jamie says for the dip it's like sour cream beefs beans beef cheese lettuce yeah chad's had it yeah he said to use miracle whip instead of mayo jason you a miracle whip mayo or neither i'm a miracle whip guy to be honest with you especially with those uh devil eggs and stuff okay i grew up in a miracle whip household but i have turned into a mayo guy i grew up in a mayo household until the incident and then no more Am I just now finding out that Miracle Whip is not mayonnaise? <laughs> yes. yes. It's not mayonnaise? Yes. Yeah. Then what is it? It's a salad dressing is what Bro, they call it. Bro, that is mayonnaise. No, it's not. I that treat, is mayonnaise. I treat it as mayonnaise. But no, yeah, you can use it as mayonnaise, but it's not mayonnaise. <laughs> it does not have the same consistency, doesn't have the same smell, it's does not have the same better, taste. Yeah. It tastes better. So have you ever had mayonnaise? Yeah. It doesn't mayonnaise, you know, like when you get those little sandwiches they give you on a road trip, you know, in football, and they they had that little yellow packet of mayonnaise, and you put it on there, and it just, you know, it kind of, but it doesn't have that pop that Miracle Whip has. Miracle you know Whip what? has a little pop to it. Now it I, doesn't have any pop. It's there, a tangy a, taste. Yeah, to it. a sweet, a sweet tangy pop to Are it. Are there any competitors to Miracle Whip, or is it just mayonnaise and then Miracle Whip is its own product? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I think know Miracle Whip is like a monopoly. Yeah, yeah I think that's deal. like it. I don't, I've never seen any other kind but the way jason just described that now i i want to go back to my homeland and have a miracle whip sandwich uh, with ham and cheese on it i might go buy some miracle how do you make your devil eggs do you make them with mayonnaise or miracle i've never made any i don't Um, make them at all but you you know what growing up do not i ate them but i don't make them but growing up in a miracle whip house i assume now that you say that they're probably with miracle whip yes yeah i don't do eggs tastes better uh jamie said people tried to force duke's mayo on me i stuck with miracle whip there you go interesting chandler you got any thoughts on this uh duke's mayo you're Uh-oh. a mayo guy duke's mayo oh i didn't know y'all y'all italians like that uh mayo up north like miracle whip we love we love mayo <laughs> <laughs> you're, so now you're we, we love gerard mayo because we love him up here in boston <laughs> uh let's take our last break we'll come back you're ready to wrap things up on a monday edition of pirate radio live back with you after this ladies first ladies first Ooh, ladies first ladies first the ladies who kick it the rhyme that is wicked those that don't know how to be pros get evicted women... oh, yeah You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 224 points, closed at 38,333. Uh, the NASDAQ was up 172 points at 15,628. And the S&P was up 36 at 4,927. That is your Wells Fargo Advisor stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to Clip. All right, Shirley Rhodes, Alex Harper, Sean, and Jason Nichols joining us here inside the Pirate Radio studios. Um, 
Jason, what was uh, <laughs> what will you take away from the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter call-in show? That one year Ooh. of your life. What, what did you learn? What did you take away from that? Man, I took away some aspirin. <laughs> the ABC store. <laughs> some good uh, uh, wings over Greenville wings. Some wings over Greenville. Oh, man. Now, I tell you what, it, it, it really did open my eyes to a whole nother world that as a coach, you really try to shut out. Mm-hmm. Because in all honesty, you know, um, you can't, and I know some guys do, but you can't live in that world because you know what? No matter what you do, just like with, with yesterday with the with the Lions, some people are going to like you, some people aren't. So I, I took from that, man, just, you know, it's a different world out there and people are real fanatic about it. Yeah, and uh, it's good that people care. It Sometimes is. The, the way they express that could be expressed a little better or less harsh. Yeah. But, man, people care about pirate football. And you saw that firsthand. You had that quiet moment where they got quiet there for about a week or two. Where yeah. we, I was like, uh-oh, yeah. it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, well, Jason, good luck, man. I appreciate Sean it. Sean and I, we're, we can't wait to be um, doing live reports on Princeton football. Yeah. Okay. And either saying, man, J. Nick's got it going today, or <laughs> the hell's going on up there, man? We need to call him. Call him in. We'll have Chandler giving you some. Uh, some constructive criticism. And if your long snapper needs any lessons, or if he's, you know, just like you up. Hey, hey don't try to take this guy. <laughs> Hands off. No. Tell don't his long snapper. Yeah, he's got to tell his long snapper to snap too, or he might be swimming with the fishes. There you go. Yeah, swimming with the fishes. <laughs> I don't have the grades to go to Princeton. So. <laughs> you don't have to worry about him transferring. Uh, Jason, enjoy it, man. Come on back sometime. I yeah, will, man. I will. I'll be in touch. We'll see you fine folks coming up Tuesday, 3 o'clock, all new edition of Pirate Radio Live for the boss, Don Sean, <laughs> Shirley Rhodes, A-Harp, J-Nick, I'm Clip Rock, Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.